Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're Talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. Tonight, we're taking some time to reflect as a book club as we pull threads and weave a tapestry of our favorite moments from the Fellowship Thrive. Favorite moments. Those are my favorite. <laughs> All you uppers have written the script, and now it's time to <laughs> dig deep into your comments and give you our reactions in the moment. We'll also be hearing from a couple of uppers in the Dead Marshes who recorded a quick conversation. Precious. Is it is it tapestries or is it tapestries? I mean, it's <laughs> tomato, tomato, that kind of a thing. <clears throat> Just so you guys know, um, we're pulling some threads and we're weaving um, tapestries together. Yes. Oh, I think Lord. that's right. Um, not very uh, Galadriel or Lothlorien music there, but, uh, you know, rediscovered this little gem from the uh, extended edition of the um, An Unexpected Journey. Yeah. A uh, little uh, Erebor theme that is never heard in the films. And, man, just tell you what. You know, I think you've been talking about Scotland so much lately. You yep. got me kind of thinking about my kilt and what's underneath it or not. And uh, I don't know. Feeling kind of Highlandy tonight. I like it. I actually could not believe that that was um, something... You know, related to bagpipes. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's cool. I like it. I can. It got like a dwarvish vibe. You know, <laughs> vibe, vibe. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some quick counsel. How are you? Hey, you my know friend? what? Hey, hold on. Can, can we just stop making fun of Ez for a second? You know, I mean. Well, you made fun of Lane all night up to this point. So, <laughs> how many times did we do that intro? Five. Too many. Way too many times. <laughs> it was hilarious every Dude, time. You though, can't honestly. put that kind of pressure on me, man. That, see, that's one of those moments I wish. Every the whole book club could have been sitting in on because I think we all would have had a pretty yeah okay good laugh. we we really it do was, it was great. need you guys to listen to the to like the, the pre show because mm-hmm. like the first time we did that I'm just like mouthing the whole time how to, I'm trying to figure out how to say you know tapestry. tapestry still had to think about it there for a second um, <laughs> well it is kind of you know it's got there's a silent e there ish you know a lot of weaving and taping it's so. not really silent <clears throat> you hear it uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks right, like tape. All right. Yeah. Uh, so how are you, man? I'm I'm uh, I'm well. You know, I I'm disappointed in myself though tonight because uh, I'm, I'm keeping you up so late, man. I, I just I don't know. I told you it's fine. I I know you did, but you know what else? Also, we mentioned sometimes how it's like nighttime. It's getting late. That makes people tired. Apparently, did you hear about this? Was did a you not know that? Wait, what? Am I missing something? No, like people were listening. Like it's 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 like in the morning. They're on their way to work, and like oh, it's making people tired. And people are like, I'm just every time you mention it's like nighttime. I'm just I get tired. Oh my gosh! Like, I never thought about I that. I didn't realize you that. Know? Ooh, that's bad. Um, you know, because we'd be lying to you if we said uh, good morning to you. Welcome. To, yeah, you know, top I mean, of the morning from the Shire of America. Because it is so maybe dead of night. Maybe so. Do we also function as a sleep aid in a way? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Do we put people to sleep? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. I know so, I do. Um, um, but I am well. Thank you very much for asking. And good. Um, What's going on? What's new? Well, I've just been busy, you know, mm-hmm. getting settled in. School's uh, going well. And, um, you know, I've, uh, I don't know, things are kind of, I've, I've rearranged my life a little bit to where mm-hmm. basically Sunday night through Thursday night, I've told people, you know, leave me alone. Let me get caught up on some sleep here. Let me get back into a routine, you know, I've been uh, doing my reading during the week. Uh, I've been uh, working out more, you know, doing various Cut people things. out. You kind of sound like a queer old baggins. <clears throat> wow. You know what I mean? It's that time of year. 
Yeah, that's it's true. that time of year. That's true. A, a, a long expected party is coming up. Yeah. Um, so, so you've been uh, you've been living out of boxes for a while, and now you're eat, you're going to start eating out of boxes. I am. Can you tell us about that. Yeah, Julia. I just want to say thank you. I uh, cannot Phil, uh, who is a uh, um, you know member of our book club. Actually. Phil, whose review we've we've tried to read five thousand times. Good God! But it just like it. It's the. Does he know that? that? Does he know that we keep getting? We keep getting alerts for that uh, or notifications for his his review, and we can read all of your reviews on on Facebook. And when they when they post, we read them real quick. We go okay, cool, and then we move on. Right. Phil's has kept popping up (laughs) for months, dude. Months. (laughs) Sometimes I'll get one every day of a week in in a given week, and it says. Phil Seidel has left a review and it's, I can read the first three lines and I'm like, what else does Phil say? I want to know what else Phil says. Right. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like, like one day I literally, every time I go to Facebook, click on notifications, (laughs) there's Phil again, leaving that review. And I'm like, what? I I hit lane up. I'm like, is this happening for you too? He's like, yeah. And Phil, if you actually are leaving that review every single time, you only have to, God bless you. And you only have to leave it once. And we love you for it. Fill up the persistence. I think it's just like a glitch or something for us because it just keeps popping up. And I'm like, well, that we will never forget that individual because it's, it's hilarious. But I know I'm, uh, he, uh, I saw something on, on his Facebook feed there uh, that, his, that his wife is doing some health coaching stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to just you know, hit these guys up. And so yeah. I'm going to be eating out of a, you know, yeah, boxes for a while. As teachers, so. we kind of we, we let things go in the summer a little bit. You know, we drink a little more. We eat a little more. Mm-hmm. And then school comes around. And you're like, all right. Because we talked about this. We kind of have two New Year's resolution times. Yeah. We have the you know, January 1st and then end of August where it's like, okay, right. you're starting. It was kind of cool, actually, because you have – it's sort of like a mid-year yeah. reality check, and you're like, man, you know, I've let some things slide. Okay, what can I try and rein uh-huh. in a little bit? Uh-huh. I, myself, am trying to get back off a of soda right? thanks to you, young man. You this little... is the last of the Dr. Pepper. Yeah, finish so that. here you go. Here's some accountability, guys. We want all we Let's want go. Upper Nation to make sure that we don't drink any more pop. Done. We are currently sipping from the last of the Dr. Pepper. This is it. I, I, I told Julia, I'm, I'm done. Not, I'm not kidding you. Look, I, look okay. me in the eye right now. I'm looking. Put your hand over that candle. Okay. No, no, no. The other one. The We're going to shake over uh, overheat. Wait. Okay, gotcha. All right. Oh, oh my it. gosh, that's hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ow, okay. Now we have to say, <laughs> I vow to pop no more. I, I vow, vow to, to pop, pop no, no more. more. Okay, that's it. I'm also not drinking alcohol anymore. So, um, And that's because you guys know now. Uh, well, I guess maybe not if, you, if you're not on the Facebook group or page. But uh, Goldberry is uh, with child. Wow. So there'll be another little Smith running around. Um, we won't find out the gender, um, but uh, end of March uh, 2019, we'll have another little Smith. Winnie will have a brother or sister. So we're, we're calling it he, she, uh, I used the right pronouns there, um, calling uh, the baby uh, Charligo. Charligo? Yeah. So girl named Charlotte, boy named Vigo. This is, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm actually super excited for you guys. And, um, you know, I've been, uh, been oh, waiting for you to announce that officially. So it's, yeah. uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Cause you knew, I mean, you knew seconds after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're sleeping. In the wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Hey, now we don't want that explicit rating. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, we don't want that. <laughs> um, so it's the last of the pop, right? Oh, and the reason <clears throat> I'm not drinking alcohol is the first time she was pregnant. Cause we, okay. So sue us. We're a couple. We like to, you know, on a weekend, yeah, we have, a, have a drink beverage. together. Absolutely. Cup, glass of, of wine. I almost said a cup of wine. Glass of wine, you know, some cider, beer, whatever. Right. And uh, the first time she was pregnant, she obviously couldn't do that anymore. And uh, she's one of those, she's like strict. She doesn't want to, she didn't want to have any. Absolutely. She's like, if I have, yeah. I don't want any. 
All right. So the first time with Winnie, I was like, yeah, okay. I said, I'll, uh, you know what? Solidarity. I'll be right there with you. Right. She was like, okay, Lane. I lasted a week. Uh huh. And then I, you know, just drank without her. And I felt really bad about it. I was like, I was like, I feel like she thinks I can't do it, which she's probably right. And so when she told, fine. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is I'm hooked on the pop now, bro. Yeah, we're done with that. I need to I don't like getting addicted to things. It's I'm like coming over here. I feel like I feel like Smeagol. You know what we're gonna get addicted to? Some water. Some water and some of them weights over there in your God, gym. That sounds terrible. Right. Both those things. So we're getting addicted to the iron and the water. Okay. So you guys heard it here. We <laughs> actually shook hands over flame. Uh, my middle finger is actually burnt. <laughs> it is red. It's red. Sweet. Um, I had so your hand cool. down lower because yeah. I wanted you to Thanks you, for that. You and James Beard got me back into it. So there you go. All right. My well, rugby my captain. Fault. My fault. Okay. Um, so anyways, there's some... What uh, are we doing here? Let's quick update. So yeah, apparently, um, if you remember my you know, mess up at the beginning, we're, there's something with threads and weaving here and, and, uh, and a, a, a tapestry um, is, is, is being woven. Um, uh, so no, we, we, we asked actually uh, a couple weeks ago you for to you read guys it? to... Sure. Uh, we... we Made a little post. Uh, yeah, we asked you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. I didn't know you could read. Wait, where, where are you reading from? I'm pulling it up. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> we just said uh, we wanted to reflect on the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, you know, I, we, we posted up there. We said, here it is. This will be our outline for an upcoming episode, this episode right now, where we get a chance to hear all your favorites. Leave a comment and tell us your favorite chapter, character, moment, whatever you liked most about our first leg of this adventure. We can't wait to read, share, and discuss what you love most. So we I've glanced at this, but we haven't really read this in depth. I so have not read this in you're, depth. You're this is our like first reactions to, to all of your and favorites. Hopefully I can pronounce most of the words you wrote down. Well, as long as we're not weaving any tapestries, we'll oh, be all right. Boy. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so right. a lot of cool stuff to read, a lot of cool stuff to uh, uh, get into. And then also at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a Patreon level, as well as uh, we realized last time we didn't talk about the... Um, our first unexpected podcast t-shirts. <laughs> right, we kept we saying said we were, we're going to review them. And we got so comfortable in them. We just got comfortable. Didn't get out of our comfort zone. Right. And didn't. So we'll do that at, towards the end. Okay. And um, also, yeah, just get a little hyped up for next week's party. Yeah, party time. Party time. Boom. That's awesome. about it. Okay. Well, let's do it. Let's let's hop to it here. Uh, first up is uh, Mark. Is it yep. right? Okay. Mark Lombardi. And uh, yeah, so take it away there. He's got a couple comments in here for you. Yeah, he just said, I'm still catching up, but thus far... His favorites are Lane's Fireworks, Magical as Gandalf's. I'm not, not sure about that. They were magical. Uh, that was, I was in another uh, unexpected another zone there. Tammy Lane's Life Story. Agree with that mm-hmm. one. Ezra interviewing Mrs. Smith was touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane references... Uh, ref- reference. <laughs> Kino Das Bang Bang Boom Boom was pretty great. <laughs> what is uh, that? Villeuvevigs. <laughs> oh, you don't. Okay, I was going to say, I've yeah, shown you right, that. I've right. shown you that. Yeah. And as always, I love whenever you guys bring the songs to life. We haven't had a song for a while, as. Yeah. Uh, I'm not musically inclined, and I struggle to read the lengthy verses and get a bit lost in it, so it finally seems like something that leaps off the page to me. I also struggle with the bigger picture, even though I love and have read The Silmarillion. Cheers to you. It really helps when Ezra can expand further on things I constantly have missed. I feel the same way, Mark. Hmm. Um, beautiful, man. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, about the songs too, I think like it's sometimes it's fun. Uh, you get a lot of like very musical, very serious, beautiful interpretations. I think sometimes that we bring a little uh, brevity, which is uh-huh. uh huh, and and some uh, levity, which is good too. Yeah, lighthearted, uh, kind of goofy, and it's all unexpected. 
It's very unexpected. But now it's expected. It's forecasted now. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's great, no, Mark. I, I, we, Some we great have, moments there. We have. Uh, it's very organic, and we we have fun with that. And it's uh, it's been neat. It's been awesome to pass that on and have you know uppers, you know, send us um, you know, songs. Yeah, and pieces almost and like stuff. the it's really the musical cool. Pandora's box that's kind of opened up. Yeah, man, yeah. alive. It's like a American Idol in Middle Earth. Right. Yeah. Which would be Middle Earth Idol. Okay. <laughs> right. <clears throat> we should start that. Uh, okay, so we have a follow-up comment here. Um, and this is from uh, young Mr. And I'm having the name Smethurst? here. Smethurst? 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 Yeah, young Mr. Smethurst. And you, you'll know him uh, by, I believe. Oh, his illustrations. His illustrations. Yes, they're beautiful. I believe. Um, he did one of us. Yeah. Did you see the one of us? Yeah, and I actually, I'm hoping we've got, it's Mr. Smethers, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay, just yeah. making sure. Yeah, this is mom's This account. is mom, so yes. I get a look for you. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did one of us, and then he did uh, he did a couple with um, he's, just, he's just different. Airborne. It's yeah. just He's on a Moments roll, man. In, in the book and yes. stuff, and uh, just it's quick really neat. Pen, pen sketches. I love it. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, he says, uh, sorry, Lane, but nothing uh, beat your fireworks only because they were amazing. Also, uh, the thoughts on the, on the Belrog and its history and the thoughts on Farmer Maggot in our lives were very interesting to me as my farmer maggot was my best friend. We wow. hated each other for years, but eventually became best friends. Um, yeah. So. Sounds like us. Right. When have we become <clears throat> friends though? That's, that's years down the line. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, <laughs> he's always apologizing for dragging on, Bud. don't do that anymore. Yeah. We don't love apologize. It. We love it. We love hearing all the details and, and you guys filling in the gaps for us. The, yeah. The white spaces on the map, as Filling it were, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. Very okay. cool. Very cool. How, what an amazing thing, too, that your farmer maggot can become your best friend. Well, and doesn't, doesn't, um, yep. doesn't Frodo say, you know, I've neglected myself of a, of a great friendship all these years? All these years. Yep. Man. Yep. Absolutely. Deep. All right. So. We got Nico. Nico said, like Mark, I love all the episodes with the songs you both brought to life. Which is really saying something because Nico, you're, the, the mu- music you've given us is, is mm-hmm. beautiful. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, as the first book is about to end, I would more precisely keep in mind the episodes about my favorite chapters. Okay, so he's given us his favorite, uh, favorite chapters here. Yeah. Uh, episode 8 in the House of Tom Bombadil. Episode 20, La Florian. Episode 23, The Great River. And last but not least, episode number 1. Many meetings when I discovered your voices and enthusiasm. Wow. Huh. flattering yeah keep up the good work and thanks for everything you share with us nico thank you for sharing with us um yeah. especially that um the the lament of gilgalad <clears throat> my gosh right. that's still stuck in my head yeah uh, just absolutely beautiful so yeah, that's absolutely. the cool thing is is this this community is is uh where we you know all share these beautiful things together it's really cool that's the best part yeah i actually love the the choice in chapters there you know kind of have mm-hmm. like that one in, in the in the first half mm-hmm. and then uh, to have you know twenty and twenty three there you know uh, yeah. at the end is kind of uh, and it's interesting. You, you, right? you pick twenty three. A lot of people that's that's one. It's people just see that as an avenue from one from Lothlorien to the breaking. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't get a lot of love, man. But a lot it, well, of stuff happens. And it was one that I was kind of like at first. Uh, you know, it felt like you sometimes in the beginning of the books. I'm like, well, I don't really know What's the point? what yeah. happened here. But yeah. it, it was neat to me because uh, it's something that I really. Um, don't even remember from initial readings, really. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it was Isn't it funny of, how you black out for chapters like that? Yeah. It's, it really is. You're yeah. like, okay, well, I can phone this one in. Right, exactly. But so, yeah, then you, you read it and you look for meaning and you're like, there's so much here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, let's move on here to. It's a long one. You have this one? 
Barely. I'll barely get through it. Uh, Brian Higgins here. So, uh, still rel- Mr. Higgins. Mr. Higgins. Uh, still relatively new to the group, but I'm happy to say uh, I'm all caught up now. And I remember, yeah, kind of, we've had several people trying to catch up and, you know. Well, uh, here's the cool thing that we've noticed through this. There's a lot of people who've left their favorites here that I don't remember having ever yeah. read their words. Brian, uh-huh. I don't really remember having read any input yet. So, it's really, really cool. It's, it's helped bring some people, you know out of the fold that we can kind of yeah, put, yeah, yeah. put faces to and their words and everything. Absolutely. Too, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, so all caught up now. And I have to say my favorite part of this reread uh, of the fellowship is the new perspective it gave me on uh, Gimli. Uh, when I was a kid, he was always one of my favorite characters from the films, though I connected more with Aragorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, and the, was that pe- a slam in your, was that a slam? I was just, I was just, wow. You know, oh, okay. More right. I, Brian it has nothing to do with you. It just uh, my oh, my good friend me. sitting across from me. Wow! Uh, and, wow! Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I think a lot of people actually. Um, I mean, he's the hero. I, I get know? I get what he said. Like like liking Gimli and then connecting though with Aragorn. Like, how do you connect with Gimli? I guess it's a great but, point. But in the reread though, and some of what he was saying about Gladriel, I really did start to kind yeah. of connect with him. He's flushed uh, out more, more than I more than I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, so favorite character uh, being Gimli and then uh, connecting more with Aragorn uh, and the PS2 Two Towers and Return of the King video oh, games. So so good. Yeah. Nostalgia. Mm. That is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he goes, uh, can we talk about yes. how great those games were? We can. Uh, yeah. Ezra, do you remember this too? That those were the, I don't know if they were the first ones, but they were the first ones I remember where EA Games, we could talk to Matt Brady about yeah. this went to New Line and they had a partnership and they used so much, so many resources from the films. Yeah. Uh, you know, like people who worked on the sets, uh, they got um, mock-ups of things that hadn't even been released in the, released in the films yet. Um, for the Two Towers, they got uh, voice actors. Return of the King, they had um, most of the actors from the films, but a couple were not. They used stock. But anyway, like you're playing a video game and it's not someone pretending to be Mark Hamill's voice you know it's not someone pretending to be whatever you know in those old Star Wars games uh, it, it's Viggo Mortensen yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's Orlando Bloom as Legolas right. it's Ian McKellen as Gandalf like that was they were so immersive yeah, yeah yeah and you're sitting there playing you're like I literally feel like I'm playing and remember um, the two towers level where you're at Helm's Deep and uh, you're fighting and it's raining and there's rain like the, the, yeah. the, the rain getting on the lens effect was, yep uh huh Crazy, dude. Crazy. I do actually kind of remember some of that. That was so just those details were like, unlike any other video game I'd ever seen, I think they really set the tone for. I mean, I don't know many really, really good film adaptation games other than that. Well, yeah, I mean, mean, and yeah, like some Star Wars ones have gotten really good lately. uh, Yeah, yeah, well, and and, and, and in the past they have as well, but I think it was, you know, the film had done so well that it was sort of like you can't just put out a piss poor, you know. Uh, video game, sure. so yeah. so yeah, they were definitely epic. I remember um, a lot of friends playing those. We had a lot of fun with that with those video games back in the day. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of saying too, like his uh, this is all about Gimli. Like Gimli's his favorite, favorite character in the film, and then also in those games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I was uh, always a bit disappointed uh, how he was downgraded to mostly yeah. comic relief in the films. We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but during this reread with Ez and Lane's help, I finally realized how much more important this character is. Uh, thank you for drawing specific. The uh, drawing specific focus to his growing friendship with Legolas, uh, usually found in small but important side comments made by Tolkien that can quickly be overlooked. Yeah, and yeah, I think you have. I mean, wow, that's the 
the layers, right? You Absolutely. Know, as you sift through it and yeah. kind of, and know. and the the care he he gave to all his characters, they were all important to him. Yeah. You know, so he took that time to to hash right. out those details. Yeah. Pretty right. awesome. Yep. Um, and then uh, finally, his uh, gift request from Galadriel, uh, which is really such a big deal historically speaking, uh, drawing uh, to those close, you know. Uh, centuries of animosity between the two great cultures. Uh, so thanks again for shedding more light on Gimli, who has become even more of a great character for me. Uh, sorry for the long post. No, no apology um, necessary. Yeah, Brian, awesome. Very cool. Real, really that. neat. I don't. We don't get a lot of people, you know, coming in and talking about Gimli, and that's why I, I think this is mm-hmm. this is neat. It's almost like after the Hobbit, you know, you get this shift away from the dwarves. Absolutely. You yeah, know? he's like the lone one. Yeah, and you run into we... several different. Um, Elven cultures and mm-hmm, things, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they play a significant role. But huge emphasis on the on the role of men. You yeah, know? yeah, you're right. They're they're sort of it's not really their story so much anymore. They're dwindling and yeah, or they're off in their own. Yeah, it's he he really is, and I agree with that. Like you know, especially the older you get. Well, when I was like you know, twelve, thirteen, watching the movies, I didn't really think of him as comic. I don't know. I didn't get the comic relief as much as I do. It. Yeah. And now as an adult, it's almost like, oh, wow, come on. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it is kind of, I understand that you have to have uh, some lightheartedness somewhere, but it's just, it is kind of a shame that it almost kind of makes them goofy in yeah. the films. You and know I what I mean? Maybe, it's like, well, okay, what's And I think it's gonna... also as you watch it over and over again, because uh, my, yeah. my good buddy Tom, like every time to this day actually still finds every line that he says just hilarious. Really? Like, That's cool. It That's eats good. it up, man. And it, it, just, it sure. it stuff, so that, that really That's good. It eats it up, man. 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 It's the beginning of the journey and has all of the bittersweetness of leaving home yet excitement for what is to come. I love the interactions between the hobbits and extra moments like the fox observing them camping. Totally agree with that. That's one I, I don't ever remember reading. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it really stood out this time because we're, we're kind of hanging. We're, we're training ourselves to hang on every line and look for everything. And what a, what a cool little gem. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. Well, did, did you notice, not to interrupt uh, Tara's thought here, but like the um, at the beginning of this reread, even you and I, I yeah. think we're really looking at almost every freaking line. You yeah. know, it was sort of like because we're building right mm-hmm. and it was just sort mm-hmm. of like there were there was so much there so much uh, was thick with foreshadowing and just you know various um literary devices that Tolkien was using and so it was really it was full i mean yeah. it, not that it did not that it lost any of that but really there's much there's many more characters mm-hmm. it's getting bigger the world's getting bigger yeah. it's growing and yeah. so you know it kind of changes and, and you're, just, you're you're feeling the weight of the quest more too i think yeah. i mean i'm I'm excited to start back into Two Towers, but I mean, it's been a while since I've read it. And so I'm almost kind of feeling like like hesitant myself. I'm like, oh my gosh. I know. The ship's broken. Uh-huh. And we're out of my favorite, this is my favorite book, favorite film we're out of. We're making our way into, you know, I, I feel kind of like how I think they, they felt in the company that was splintered. It's like, yeah, what happens next? I think we're going to be know? really surprised. I think we're going to have some really good moments. I though. do too. And I'm excited because I've forgotten enough that I, there will be moments... Where you rediscover something yeah. and that excitement comes from that. Well, I mean, that's gosh, what I'm looking I mean, forward I, I, to. Like, kind of what you know, Tara's pointing out is that you know, I think in every reread and every time you go back, it's mm. just you keep finding more, more nuggets. So there's, it's neat. Yeah, uh, she says they experience their real first threat in a black rider and get a first sense of the wider wider world when they meet Gildor and his company of elves in the woody end. The chapter feels like a bridge between the cozy, comfortable Shire 
life that I love so much with the epic adventure to come. What I also love about the Fellowship of the Ring is its little nods to The Hobbit. So there you go. You're talking about foreshadowing, yeah. but also acknowledgments of the past. Right. Starting with Bilbo's long-expected birthday party, hearkening back to the arrival of an unexpected party of dwarves. <laughs> yep, that's right. There are some obvious allusions, like Sam looking like a dwarf as they set out from Bag End. Oh, my gosh. That's neat. Beautiful. Yep, that's neat. And some events that parallel each other, like journeying through the threatening forests of Mirkwood and the Old Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, when Gildor's company is eating and drinking with the hobbits in the woods of the Shire, I am always reminded of the scene in Mirkwood in The Hobbit, where the dwarves stumbled upon a ring of feasting wood elves just mm-hmm. before they were captured and imprisoned. Yeah. It's like we finally get a chance to see what Bilbo and the dwarves could not. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's good. great connections. Yeah. Um, We've talked so much about who Tom Bombadil could be, and while we may never know, I've always seen him as a source of hospitality along the way, paralleling Bjorn in The Hobbit. That's a really good connection. Uh, in both places, the visitors were frightened by dreams and night noises outside, but found comfort and safety in the house. The time spent in Rivendell is a wonderful nod to Bilbo's journey, especially because it gives us a glimpse into the life of elves and their music and shows how Bilbo developed into a writer. There's a quote in The Hobbit that says, Bilbo would have liked to stay a while. Elvish singing is not a thing to miss in June under the stars, not if you care for such things. In Fellowship of the Ring, we get to hear the elf singing and Bilbo himself composing and singing in the Hall of Fire late into the night. Yeah. Yep. Man, she's pulling some, some strings together here. This is actually <laughs> fantastic because, yeah, uh, this is the stuff I want to do, which yeah. is these connections to the Hobbits. Yeah. This is fantastic. The last Hobbit connection I'll mention is Peril Under the Misty Mountains. Bilbo and the dwarves were captured by goblins, orcs, and Frodo and the Fellowship were assailed by orcs and a Belrog. But this connection is all the more significant when we realize that while Gandalf arrived in the nick of time to save everyone in The Hobbit, the opposite happens, mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. right, he fell at the last moment in Moria and Fellowship of the Ring. The stakes are higher now. Frodo and the Fellowship are experiencing true loss and grief, and they have uh, have to find their own way where Gandalf would have been leading. It makes for an exciting tale to come, and I'm looking forward to rereading The Two Towers. So she does something really cool here, all yeah. right? Um, so I have to take... So, take back something I think I said at the very beginning. All right. Tara's enlightening me here. She, you know, I said, this isn't, uh, this isn't the same story from the, from, from the Hobbit. Uh, Mm -hmm. this isn't Bilbo's story anymore. This isn't, uh, this isn't the Hobbit part two. And, and while I think part of that is still true, I'm thinking, okay, but it is, it's a continuation. It's a development after seeing all these parallels and all these connections or, you know, you think the story is going to go this way and it goes this way, mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. And these things, just how, how it mirrors each other just in varying ways. Wow, well, man. I, I mean, what she's, you know, forced Mind me to think there. about here. Tara, this is awesome. You know, the idea that um, this foundation was laid back in what, 1937? When was it? When, was the, when did the comic come out? Back in the early days. 1300s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it had been around, though. For a decent amount of time. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, um, we get into, and he's working on the Silmarillion, the backstory, all that good stuff. And then you get uh, the Lord of the Rings comes out of this. Yeah. And I just think to myself, like, like, like the Gandalf connection here. Yeah, if you're a fan of this and, and you've read that, if you read The Hobbit going into this, um, you know, because uh, some people now will just, they will skip The Hobbit and they just pick yeah. right up here with Fellowship. But if you've read it that uh, in that order, then you might believe that yeah Gandalf's gonna be right back he's gonna he's gonna come fix everything you know um and you get sort of like um lured into thinking that Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then what a twist here you know to leave us without it and to really see him 
you know, go because before he's di- he's disappearing on his own. Now he's um, he's there. We're watching him fall. We see him meet his demise. Yeah, yeah. isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, it's just sort of like man. So yeah, it's the same but different. I guess yeah. I don't know. It's kind That's of a great point. Great point. So all right. Um, okay. The next one. Yep. Let's move on here to uh, Victoria uh, Johnson. Oh boy, uh, so hard to pick. I've discovered so many uh, things I missed from the first. Uh, read through my favorite part of this book has to be a long expected party okay there we go nice Um, not just the chapter itself uh, but how you guys made it feel like we're all together at home in the shire (laughs) (laughs) Um, you guys have uh, such an incredible book club I've always I always feel like I'm hanging out with friends uh, or or I'm uh, hanging with a few um, longtime friends uh, laying your butterbur moments uh, make my day wow they happen all the time you know, that's, that's they nice. ruin my days. I was going to say, that's nice of you to say, uh, <laughs> Victoria, you know, because uh, you wouldn't believe the amount of times they... Your enthusiasm for the book uh, and your, your life um, are admirable. And as you never fail to make my um, uh, make me really think about, uh, you know, the book and every episode, um, both of you uh, never fail to make me laugh constantly and uh, make work... Um, where I listen just that much better. So yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I forget that like, you know, people are listening. It's pretty cool. On the way it? to work at yeah. work, we yeah. have, you know, somebody listening while he's saving people out in the ocean. It's, you know, remember that the, we had the, the, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Bywater post story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holy Cra- crap. Crazy. Wow. Crazy to think about. Um, wow. I know I'm rambling a bit, but I can't uh, explain how much this club means to me. The episode you guys did after Arwen, uh, the snuggy, the, the, the snuggly left us, uh, had me sobbing in my car like she was mine, um, or I had met her. Uh, you already feel like family, so thank you so much, and I can't wait for the next leg of our journey. Wow. Hmm. Beautiful. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I was actually talking to a couple of our uppers just the other day, actually literally just yesterday and the day before that, um, um, and uh, we were talking about the group, mm-hmm. and I actually... Mm-hmm. Um, was on the phone with one of them and uh, we, had, we had sort of uh, something going on that we needed to, to discuss and, mm-hmm. and so they hit me up privately and we, we got together and uh, yeah it just we got, we, we got into this conversation it was just the, the, the group has impacted us mm-hmm. more than you guys realize oh way more uh, way more it's maybe we don't say that enough but I mean uh, it's fantastic it's yeah. something that, that has really kept me going and uh, I look forward every morning you know, waking up and seeing comments and interacting with people yeah. and, you know, seeing what you guys are going through and, and, and getting to know you. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. In a lot of ways, I mean, her, beautiful um, share of favorites there because really what, um, you know, what she's uh, articulating is like, it's, it's just another way that this story that we're reading is being mirrored in real life, right? Um, you know, it started as it was just, it was just me and Ez wanting to do this to reconnect with each other, you know? And now it's like, it's gone so much further beyond that now. Yeah. Now it's like we're, we're all in this together and the company grows every day. And it feels like just like how we're about to, we're, we're leaving the fellowship and we're going to get into Rohan and, and a larger group of people. Yeah. And yeah. into Gondor and a larger group of people. It's like, I feel very much like that is our, our book club is it just keeps growing and growing. And there's more, there's more to fight for. You know what I mean? There's more good. Uh, being added to it, there's more positivity coming in, more people with their perspectives, and uh, enlightening all of us, and uh, you know, drawing our attention to things that that should be admired that you'd miss otherwise, and just 
really just a bunch of amazing life-changing unexpected yeah. things that just just it keeps exponentially growing it's it's incredible yeah so yep thank Agreed. you for that great great points um i'm gonna pull one real quick from uh instagram sure our buddy yeah. uh jake and uh fair okay also warhammer yeah time yeah um <laughs> he uh, uh sent us those beautiful miniatures yes uh, yeah uh, gandalf and aragorn so he's he's in contact with me uh pretty frequently on our our instagram he just drops a little message there and uh, he just says, uh, easy guys, just finished episode 25 and heard you uh, guys mention that, well, we should send in our thoughts on the book, etc. now that it's finished. Firstly, I just want to say another massive thank you to you both, your analysis of the story of the books, enthusiasm to the story and community you've created for all us uppers is beyond measure and has breathed new life into my favorite tale. I have a newfound respect and love for Lord of the Rings because of you both. Well... I mean, I, I, Jake, you're the man, brother. Uh, we, yep. We've, uh, you know, y- your gift to us is something that we'll we'll never ever forget. And your positive comments, always reaching out and sharing your connections to the story too, is something that even if we don't mention it um, every week, it, it definitely impacts us and means a lot to us. Um, he says, right now on to my book thoughts. Originally, my favorite character was Legolas because he's an obvious badass. However, after listening to the podcast, I have to say my favorite characters are Gandalf and Boromir for different reasons. Wow. What an interesting pairing. <laughs> Personally, I think Gandalf is up there as the wisest, most comforting characters uh, who essentially holds the fellowship together through the whole trilogy. However, I think Boromir is the most interesting character. Yeah. I like I like, I like everything he's saying right uh, now. He says um, he has so much depth to him. He always seems torn between betraying the Fellowship and bringing the ring back to Gondor, which is what he sees as the right thing, whilst also being so valiant and loyal to them. This especially comes out in the scene at the end with Frodo. On the other hand, it's so difficult to pick a favorite because all the characters are just so bloody amazing. Anyway, just just thought I'd share a couple quick thoughts. Cheers again, you absolute legends. Looking forward to the two towers Frodo lifts. He also just yeah, recently, yeah. I, I, don't, I feel bad, I don't even know exactly, graduated from something. I saw him in a scholarly oh, yeah. hat in his robes. Yeah. So congrats, brother. Yeah. Um, man, some really good points. Though. And, and if you think about it in, the ter- in terms of, you got your hand raised. Just a minute, young man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> in terms of like change and drama and inner uh, internal struggle, Boromir is, yeah, he's the, go- he's the gold standard. Yeah, absolutely. He's amazing. Uh, you know, so interesting words, uh, word choice there with our friend Boromir. Uh, betray, yeah. uh, betrayal, and yeah. loyalty. Yeah. And I... That just it just kind of struck or it stuck with me that like yeah. perhaps he is being loyal by betraying them. Being, I know, man. being that's loyal the to the it's, true yes, you know uh, yes. uh, quest here. He's 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 really he. That's the way he sees it, right? Is that like to fulfill you know um, the purpose here and to really and and he's being loyal to the betrayal of the ring. Yeah, like the nature of the ring is to betray, and sure. he's being loyal to that dude. Like it's you, just it's those two words. It was like they just wow, really stuck out to me because beautiful, I think dude. that in his heart, you know, we've talked in the last couple uh, at the end of the uh, book. There is that he, I think, he really wants to do some of this for the right reasons. Obviously, he, he does, goes right. off the deep end, and he does get consumed and uh, and and what have you. But it's it's crazy how such a because every other character had hinted at it, right? Gandalf, Elrond, mm-hmm. uh, various characters. Uh, Gladriel had talked about what the ring would do through them, that they would 
their intent, their intentions would be good. Mm-hmm. And you really get to see how that could quickly uh, turn yeah. on a person. And yeah. we have to see it through Boromir. Yeah. So, and also almost just like the moment of lapse he had. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked about before how the movie seemed like it was just this building thing. And in, in the, in the books, it's more like he's, he's, he's keeping it inside and then it, it has a moment where it overtakes him and it's just out there. So yeah, absolutely. But Jake, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing brother. Yeah. Amazing. Alrighty. Um, on to, um, Amanda, uh, Marie, uh, and this is, how do great. you say that word? Which one? The first one. Amanda. I got that right. Didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are you making fun of me right now? Because it's where we are. I know. <laughs> You are something else today, man. I tell you right now, that is it. I'm going to go upstairs and get Goldberry, and you're going to go stand in the corner over there. Whatever, Lecker. Young man. All right. Lecker Hemper. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Christmas. You are lucky Goldberry's Lecker gone Lecker Hemper. That's your name now. I don't even know what that means. Just someone just Can you let Amanda speak Instagram here, named please? Lecker Hemper. I am so sorry. Okay, Amanda. Amanda, first of all, yes, your name is near and dear to us. So, um, Literally, yeah. Thank you for... You know, having that name. Um, Amanda says, uh, Tom, Tom Bombadil is by far uh, my favorite part. He is unaffected by the ring, and it boggles my mind. I love the mystery surrounding his character. Uh, he seems to be a living legend, and no one really knows his full story. Mm-hmm. Uh, mysterious elements of this story are often written um, as, as unsettling, but mm-hmm. uh, Tolkien gives us Bombadil as a perfectly whimsical and jolly character and that is i actually think what is unsettling sometimes i think yeah (laughs) you know i I get which i absolutely understand what you're saying but i think when he almost seems flippant doesn't he like i almost do i almost i don't know it's like uh like psych myself out when i think about it sometimes Mm -hmm. i almost think about it too much and it's Mm -hmm. like you know maybe you know as she's saying he's just he's uh written in such a way that he's meant to be this guide by the side jovial what have you, but still kind of, as she says, whimsical and jolly. Uh, but then I almost see like, that's sort of what, you know, weirds me out about yeah, sometimes. Oh yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like, man, take like something what? seriously, Tom. Jeez. Like what's going on here? Yeah. So interesting point. Um, when I've read the trilogy before, I go back to his uh, chapter uh, as a break from some of the tension building up later mm, on. That's, that's interesting. Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite because the podcast, uh, because of the podcast, uh, because it's all wonderful. But my favorite part um, of every episode is the name. Hey! Whoa! Hey, there it is. Uh, that's Woo, cool, Amanda. Wow, that's cool. I bash it every week, and it's you know still. Thanks, I'm Amanda. I'm just kidding. Thank you. No, that's fan. That's that's cool. Uh, it is fun. It's fun for me to see it come up in the notes and not really know what's going to happen. So uh, it always makes. Wait, me... you read them, right? It's not scripted. It's huh? not scripted, though. What do you mean? It's us just daydreaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Way to give away the magic. Else. That's what I said. That's what I said. It always makes me laugh. Uh, Also, thanks for including all the music. Um, Whether uh, it be soundscapes or yourselves, the ambient sounds really uh, transport me to Middle Earth, and it's such a treat to hear you both sing. Can we go back and like add in ambient sounds of those early episodes? We missed out, man. Think about all the stuff for the Shire. Yeah. uh, In the old forest. I mean, we didn't... Can we... Can we... Can't do that. It'd be be a task. No. (laughs) So I've stressed to you, my friend, once it's done. It's just a Tom Bombadil thing. It know? is, yeah. Um, 
So she finishes with, thank you for your hard work, and I'm so excited to continue this journey, and we are excited to continue it mm-hmm. uh, with you. That's why we've had Absolutely. this this build up. You know, I've been seeing, uh, Lane, in the group, you know, people talking about Two Towers. We, I know, and, and I know, honestly, it's already there. look at our inbox, um, we were looking at it earlier today, and so much stuff, we've got songs coming in for Two yep. Towers, we've got so many people sending stuff, and they're, they're like, there's this like storm, I feel like, that's like... Yeah, brewing. There, there are uh, there are a bunch of tower heads out there. It's awesome. A lot of people that love. I'm two into towers. it. I, I love mean, it. It's, it's a different story. It's really really cool. I the, love it. The world yeah. gets wider. It's uh, parts of our um, company aren't so covert anymore. They're kind of out there. You yeah. know what I mean? That they're they're known that to be uh, in areas and um, and the power is more revealed and all that stuff. So it's it, it's cool. Um, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I like um, so she she brought up Bombadil, loving yeah. Bombadil, going back to Bombadil for some, some some break from the tension, which is a beautiful idea. I think I might do that myself actually. Uh, my buddy Rocco uh, texted me the other day and he was like, "Dude, he was like, you know what? I've always had trouble with Bombadil. I've never liked Bombadil." Yeah, he's like, and and you you said somewhere that um, uh, Robin Williams wanted to play him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like, it changed the way I thought about Bombadil. Yeah, I was like, honestly, I think maybe for me, me too, it did. Yeah, obviously reading this and then and then hearing that that little factoid, whether it, I don't even maybe it might not even be true. I don't know. I, yeah. uh, I know that he was he he loved um, all kinds of uh, fantasy and yeah and stories and uh, that was I, a character I, type that that was appealing to him though. I feel like that oh, was he, it, it, it. I mean, like literally, if you if you take um, uh, if you take his physical appearance from Jumanji at the very beginning, yeah, and you mix it with the genie, that is Tom Bombadil. Yeah, you know what I mean in a way. And um, <laughs> it's just so cool how how you know visual because he is so different from every other character in Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. Yeah, that he's almost kind of jarring. And yeah, I think that's what, yeah. part of why he's un, so unsettling too. Is you're like this dude is bizarre. He's different. He's singing about everything. People yeah. slip into song around him. They don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you can put if you can put a beloved real life person or actor to that character and you're like wow okay i can see how this would work now yeah he would be a robin williams he would be this goofy jovial but not just because he's he's more light or seemingly more lighthearted doesn't mean there's not depth there doesn't mean there's not oh, yeah yeah a, right. a power and and like allusion to something greater um so yeah anyway i was like rocco that's pretty well, cool and also you know um it's it's neat like amanda said to Think of places in the story where you would go back to. Because I've honestly realized that as well. Yeah. Like, I totally get going back to the very beginning. Oh, um, yeah. You know, to to of both books, of, of The Hobbit and then, you know, uh, here at Fellowship and just mm-hmm. being in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the Tom Bombadil thing because that's something that stuck with me from middle school, from my youth. Yeah. I, and I used to tell you about this all the time. It just stuck with me. And it was something that I would always go back to. And I was drawn back to solving this mystery. And he allows you to and, wonder, uh, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really does. And he allowed me to wander right into the, you know, the Great Council uh, with Elrond. And so that's another place, you know, yeah. back at, uh, you know, where, um, at Rivendell where I would love to spend more time. And yep. it's just, yeah. So there's those places, there's those markers where you can kind of go back and, and just set up shop for a little bit and enjoy yourself. Oh, Amanda. <laughs> oh, Amanda. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Where'd you go? Dun, 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 uh, yeah. Oh, Amanda. Yeah. I don't know what's happening right now. That's about this, uh, okay. you know, a song about the actual, where about, we are. About Amanda. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, okay, so moving on. Sorry. Uh, are we rambling yet? Sean yeah. uh, Ketchion says, uh, all of the Gollum teases, backstory in chapter three, yeah. being spotted and heard between Moria, Lorien, and Ralros. It's a great slow burn of revealing 
a pivotal character and villain. I'm going to reread that sentence because okay. that sentence is gorgeous. It's a great slow burn of revealing a pivotal character and villain. Mm-hmm. Spot on, Sean. Yeah. Yep. Trademark that, copyright it because you're absolutely right. Yep. Terrifying, pitiable, and utterly unwholesome. He was never realized as frightfully in the films as Fellowship of the Ring described him from his cradle robbing, right? Remember yeah. that? Yep. To the sneaky strangler he is. Yeah. Yeah. Frightening character. And that is a great point. You know, we've been, I almost forgot how early, you know, he's, he's in the discussion mm-hmm. and how early he's being hinted at and the, the, you know, they're, they're aware of him being there. They just can't put their hands on. Him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, always found him, always found him horrific as Tolkien describes him often taking side with Sam at taking caution rather than pity. Uh, Sam is, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a reason he's called Sam wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see how people respond to seeing how Tolkien uh, swerves the perception of his character when we get to Two Towers. <laughs> man, oh man. Uh, Already yeah. some some foreshadowing there. That being said, he is my favorite for the f- favorite for all the depth and horror of him. He's the darkest part of depression, corruption, self-sabotage, self-loathing, and cruelty. God, heartbreaking. Yeah. However, he does contribute to the greater good of the story, uh, which... Um, Yes, is muddy. Yeah, it muddies the waters. Uh, but I find it profoundly sad that all the goodness and pre-ring character in him was sacrificed uh, to have him be of use. Yeah, man, very tragic tale. And I, you know, I often feel like there's a golem fighting in each of us. Okay, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean, sometimes I think, okay, here you go. One of my, one of my, one of my. Here you go. We're getting real. Here you go. There, it's happening, folks. Little confession. Uh-huh. One of my weaknesses is material things. I love. I mean, you know this. Yeah. I, I, online shopping is not good for me. Right. Sponges. A lot of things that I... Hand towels. What, no, not, not quite. More like oh. just stuff that doesn't really matter. Okay. Sponges and hand towels? <laughs> I'm not on QVC, bro. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I buy, <laughs> I buy stuff. Sometimes multiples of things that I don't yeah. even yeah. need. Right. But I've always wanted. Either wanted as a kid and you know didn't wasn't able to get, and now yeah. I can as an adult. Whatever. And I often feel like that is a little golem inside me. Gotcha. You know, just, just not, it's not in, it's not directly bad. Like a lot of you, you, you know, people buy things all the time, treat themselves all the time. But when is treating yourself, when is that becoming overindulgent? Right. Wow. And when does that start to darken your heart and how, where does that lead? Yeah. And what does that become? Yeah. I mean, just in the same way that that, uh, Gollum's reveal was a slow burn. His descent was, it started quickly. But it took a long time for him to turn into this decrepit creature. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean... Can, can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Uh, are you saying that uh, my consumption of cherry Coke <laughs> is darkening my heart? It's, it's leaked into mine, bud. <laughs> it's leaked into my heart. Oh, man. That's funny. We'll cherry have to, has leaked into my we'll heart. We'll have to share so on the group, uh, you know... Um, we vowed. No what's more. The, what's the little golem inside of you? You know? What's, what's <laughs> going on? be a better way to say that. Just repeating what you said. I know. Um, I'm criticizing myself. Oh, okay. What's your inner golem? No, I actually there you think... Go. I, yeah, there, okay, thank you. Man of words over here. Um, words of the West. All right. <laughs> uh, so, no, Sean. Beautiful I, stuff. I wow, actually Sean. think this is neat. I, uh, of, I was wondering who, you know, which characters would be brought up. I mm-hmm. never... I didn't see this coming. You know? I wouldn't have saw... Kind of like Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Right. Yeah. Kind of... No, Actually, he's the only one who does see him coming. Bad example. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm I'm eager to agree with you, friend. Uh, no, 
<laughs> but no, I like seriously think about it though. I don't I don't know that this is you know, and this, I, I'm glad we didn't I didn't read this beforehand because I wanted to be surprised in this way. And this yeah. is one of those, those surprises. It's almost like he's totally indirect, indirectly characterized this entire book. So you don't think of yeah. him necessarily as a character in the book. You right. know what I mean? You're like he's he's there, but we don't. Get, yeah. So it, that is a really cool choice. Well, and you know, really cool. Choice. Going back to what Tara was doing and making the connections to um, the Hobbit, the Hobbit. Yep. You know what a what a small little piece, sure. seemingly that that he played there. Man, uh, we brushed past it and we're like, oh, cool. That was just one of those, uh, you know, characters. It's almost like when the we look at of the Bilbo could rule the fate of many. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. Because um, in this story, when you think of the of the Barrows and the Barrow Whites, right? Yeah. That cool. We move past. But what if in like you know yeah. another trilogy, it was like a big deal? Yeah. You know what I mean? The revenge of that like Tom, Barrow White. You know? No, like more Morgoth was. Or something, yeah, in the, something there. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that that that's sort of the seed that he, you know, um, laid down in uh, the Hobbit, and then yep. you kind of see that. Pretty amazing. Um, was it his yeah. plan all along? Was it something he he fabricated as he went? You know, I, I'm sure he had those. I'm sure he had those thoughts adjusted somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, he was kind of a smart young man. So. Yeah. Okay. Jaron. His name was Jaron, right? Jaron. Jaron talking. That's who he was. I thought so. All right. Um, on to uh, Cody Cross here. Uh, Cody, I would uh, I, I would say it would would have been uh, the journey in the dark. Okay, so talking about you know favorite moment here, journey mm, in the dark. Yeah, because uh, I always did love exploring uh, old ancient cities in any book I read. Mm. Uh, when I watched the film and I saw them enter Moria and seeing how old it was, and Gandalf giving a little history of the place, um, cool. made cool. me want to explore and know more of it. Um, so that when I got uh, online and just started searching or doing some research on Moria and its history, uh, so that's cool. You know, like like just that little nugget. You know, yeah. hearing Gandalf sort of talk about it and then um, deciding to go do more. A lot research. of people have a that's, fascination with Moria. Yeah, there's a huge group. Just like I'm obsessed with the Shire. Right, a lot of people love where the hobbits come from. There's a huge amount of people that just like it's so intriguing because we we don't see it in its height. Mm-hmm. You know, we see yeah. it. Yeah. We see it as a fallen abandoned ruin right uh but at its at its pinnacle it was just like this jewel yeah i I wonder here also from cody's comment is is if he saw this happening on the big screen or on the screen and then decided because it seems like he says then that he went online Mm -hmm. started to do some research on moria and its history um then once i knew more about it i picked up the book and then i went there myself Hmm. that's interesting interesting. yes it is. i mean yes it is to see something like that i i think i've done that with other fandoms where i've seen uh, you know something in the TV show, and I'm like, that is cool. Like you see some special sword or The Bachelor. You know something. You did that yeah. with The Bachelor. And then I yeah. went and researched everything about Kyle. Um, so I've never seen The Bachelor. I have no idea what Lane is talking about. Um, anyways, yeah. So so cool. Um, he also goes on to say that Sam would have been uh, my favorite because he's very loyal and cares for the simple things mm. in life. Uh, he's also not afraid to speak. The truth to Frodo, no matter how Frodo doesn't want to hear it. Wow, good point. Yeah, yeah. good point. Right, he is brave. I think we all kind of uh, aspire to be Sam. Yeah, you know, in, in a lot he of ways, really is uh, so a massive hero. Yes, awesome, Cody Cross, beautiful. Uh, we've got our friend Ephraim Menchaka. He says, "I know I already said this on a different thread, but Gimli's gift from Galadriel is my favorite scene, and I'm a man's man who <laughs> loves the fights." And battle scenes and blood bloodiness. Yep. I almost said bloodliness. It's so classy. Not all lovey-dovey like usual, but like a lowly pauper 
looking onto an angelic queen. It's so graceful. I totally yeah. agree with him. It's it is a it's a moment. It's okay. It's one of those moments we talk about that you can just blow up and magnify, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. it's a very small part of a chapter. Um, it's a, a a brief scene in the film that gets cut. You know, it's only in the, it's only in the extended edition. But man, oh man, it is something that is so powerful uh, because it goes back to the um, the reconciling of these two races. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's a place where Gimli expects to be just spit on and crapped on, and the highest uh, the highest lady, the fairest elven lady in that realm, uh, treats him with kindness and respect. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, it's because of the way she treats him, I think, that Legolas and he become friends. I think without that, without that example she sets, yeah, that friendship might not ever happen, or it would yeah. definitely take a lot longer of a time. Because you notice it's after that that they they choose to ride in the boat together. Absolutely. Well, they also they, walked around. Yes, Loria a little bit together as well. That's right. So they hung out. Uh, yeah. do you, a great point, Ephraim. Do you think real quick that um, I don't think often, but but if you yeah. would um, humor me, okay. uh, is it that she was treating him this way? Oh, I see. Was she trying to set something up? No, 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 no. Is it? Is it like, like did he see her and go, "Oh, wow, there's the you know, mm-hmm. she's so beautiful, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff," or was it like he saw that? Cool, I see what's there. But it's those actions. It's her. It's her heart that is sure. revealed. That I mean, really, what that, is that? Yeah. What you're saying? And that's what I, 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 that, that's that's what I'm thinking because yeah. I see Gimli is very you know he's very biased. Just just like the elves are too. He's shut right. off. He's yeah. closed off. He's like you know what? I'm not budging. Yeah. Um. I I know what elves are. Um, I don't care how beautiful. I don't care what. I, and then it's through these unexpected acts of kindness that ca- when there's when there is prejudice there and that kindness is extended, it catches you off guard, mm-hmm. and it puts you in a point where you're like, "Oh my gosh, okay, well, you question is everything I was taught about about these people who are different from me was that all wrong?" Yeah, you know, right? Here's people I've never met before that are supposed to hate me, treating me with kindness and respect, and like I'm someone to be honored. Uh huh. Yeah. When I was told that that would be treated the exact opposite. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's, but it is it's just so. It, I think he's also talking about the, I, I, you know, just the the, the like the strange un uncategorized love between them. Right. Uh, yeah, this this yeah. admiration yeah. he has for her. This like he acknowledges that she's beautiful beyond description. That she's this uh, this being to be uh, marvelled at. And uh, you know, just a just a hair I, from your golden I, head. I like the way he says I'll give it. Give you a three, a, like a lowly pauper looking uh, onto yeah. an angelic queen. Yeah, um, it's so graceful. Yeah, and really, it is a yeah. It's definitely a, 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 a it shakes you a little bit, right? To oh, see yeah. him kind of go through that and just yeah. he can't even explain it. Really, nope. You know, legless and, and legless really doesn't get it because just the their lifespan and, and the way mm-hmm. in which they're going to. Uh, move past the the veil of death. You know, it's just mm-hmm. very interesting. So awesome, man. Okay, Effing all right, cool, cool stuff. Yes, thanks, or Effing. cool stuff. I don't know. I'm getting ready for yeah. Halloween here. Same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, on to uh, Jim SP here. Uh, I love the journey. The out- map maker. That's the great right. Map maker. Yes, Jim. Uh, I love the journey outside of the Shire for the first time. Um, those first steps into a new adventure, having no idea what lies ahead, but moving forward anyway. Um, with both uh, apprehension and curiosity. Mm, yeah. uh, it's the first time to me uh, when we get the idea that Sam uh, is uh, is the stand-in for the reader. Oh, my gosh. 
Holy, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jim. My mind's in cool. pieces. I got to put them back together now. Yeah, Jim, can we have had that tidbit earlier Good in the Lord, reread? That's that's perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, as uh, as I think all of us can uh, relate to the feeling of leaving your home for the first time, um, or any number of times when the journey is difficult. Um, I just love the initial low stakes but heavy meaning in the start Beautiful. of uh, a new path. Interesting too that that's his favorite. I'm just thinking about. I, we're really thankful for that beautiful map that he built, has built, and has Absolutely. continued to add very uh, uh, with great vigilance. So, we, Jim, thank you it's so wonderful. much. For that. It's really, really cool. Every once in a while, I go back and I check, and I just see more and more pins popping up on that map, and I'm right. like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" A message, Jim, or or get on the group, and, and if you yeah, can find get the map, your location added there. Get your um, yep. Uh, but, but it's just interesting. I'm thinking because he's talking about the idea. His favorite part of this book is where they go outside this boundary. They leave. It's very like geographically oriented, you know what I mean? And he's, yeah. he's building this map. It's just, it's just really cool. Uh, and I, I honestly have never even thought about, made that connection with Sam. Um, even in the way he asks questions or doesn't know as much as probably the rest of the hobbits, I'd say. I'd say he's probably the least um, uh, middle earthly or worldly or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, his knowledge isn't as, I mean, uh, Ted Sandyman makes fun of it because he believes in all these, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, fairy yeah, tales, t- tales he calls and, it yeah. right but uh, which we find out you know some of those are are pretty spot on but um it's just interesting because i think that that, that is a that's a perfect illustration that that is us where we do see mm-hmm. it through his eyes right mm-hmm. and, he, and like you said he's the character we should aspire to be like yeah well crazy and, and, and it's 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 interesting when he comes in with those those tales those fairy tales that he's yeah. heard in the past um, and it's kind of, you know, it takes you back to like our youth and he's also a more youthful hobbit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, sure. and, uh, how some of those things, you know, our, our imagination gets lost, our creativity yeah. gets, you know, dampened and stuff as we sometimes, you know, uh, just mm-hmm. with the way our world is set up and it's, yeah. uh, it's like when I spend time with you kind of thing. Yep. Name game. Good. What the hell? <laughs> That is not what just, I I'm said. Joking, I'm joking. It, mine only flourishes when I'm with you, man. Okay, cool. Stop touching my foot. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see here. Up next, we have uh, Erica Barnes. EB. Yep. Um, I love all the Shire stuff. I wish we could have stayed there forever, but my favorite part slash character is Tom Bombadil. Uh, he's just so cool and mysterious. I swear his song uh, just runs around in my head That's randomly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Once yeah. he's in there, it's hard to get him out. Right. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and uh, so he is kind of hypnotic, isn't he? I mean, he's sort of, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Tom's there, and and he just he stands out uh, in more ways than one. I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he does. He's he's really and in, in I sometimes I I I think we spend too much time on him, and then other, and then other times I think we don't spend enough time on him. Absolutely. You know, he's and maybe uh, even in that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Wow. So uh, Jim actually adds on to her yeah. her comment there, just saying that the refrain. Uh, bright blue his jacket is and his boots are yellow uh, is one of the few quotes from the book I recall I recalled for the very first time when I read them forever ago so again that song kind of you know sticking in and uh, you know Jim there's your tattoo idea right there man yeah right there's your tattoo yeah right there, there Jim <laughs> right there come on yeah maybe we we can all get that yeah uh, not enough Tomers out there we got we have to put that to a vote so yeah oh Tom Bombadil Tom Bombadil oh <laughs> Uh, and I got the last one, the next one here. Uh, James the last one? Sheemini. We're not even halfway through these. The next one, James West. Um, 
and James actually follows me on a couple other projects, and so uh, it's always good to hear from him. And he just mentions here the council. Do other things. Um, yeah, I do the dishes on Sunday, and then <laughs> mow the grass, laundry. Your favorite. You, we need to mow the grass here before the party. You know what? Dude, you know that I'm waiting. Okay. You know how hard it is to mow the grass. I somebody told me that if you leave the grass a little bit longer, that you'll get less bugs. I don't. Are know you serious? Tr- yeah, my sister told me that that they that they would rather they like that short grass, and so when it's long. I was like, eh, I think you're just making an excuse for not hey, wanting to Sarah, what's, what's in the forest? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking to myself. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it longer? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that's um, a good question. What kind of... Gr- it depends on the canopy, probably. I, you know? I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a... Uh, I'm not Smokey the Bear. Okay? So, I, I don't know. You're not things. smoking the bear? Anyways, James. <laughs> uh Always glad to hear, uh, you know, from you. Uh, he says, just the uh, Council of Elrond uh, has to be my favorite part of the first book. Ironic because that's such a short and sweet sentence for such a long chapter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, but really, that is, I can see why that would be a lot of people's, you know, um, what, what's wrong? Oh, I'm just doing an Ezra face. You're supposed to ignore it and continue oh, on okay. and try to stay focused, which uh, I see. Nice try. Good one. Good one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the Council of Elrond is actually one of my favorites as well. I love that storytelling and kind of, you know, uh, getting the different perspectives, mm-hmm. hearing about what's going on in the land. And so, uh, yeah, really, really a, a good time. And even right before that, just, just the whole bit in Rivendell was just uh, epic in the Hall of Fire. You know, just uh, listen to old Bilbo. Yeah. You know, so I think I definitely had a better uh, appreciation for it this time around. I, I'm, I'm not a big uh, Rivendell guy. I don't, I don't know. It's... Kind of weirds me out a little bit. Okay. I know it's really homely and it and it makes you think of the Shire and everything, but I don't know, just being between. I don't know. I like to see where the sun sets and rises. You know. Okay, sure. And you're in that that valley, and what do you get? Like three hours of sunlight a day, probably. I don't uh, know. That just weirds. I'm. I feel claustrophobic being there. Then you could fall over and die down the freaking waterfall. Okay. You know they got all those bridges over the water. It's very. That's with no railings. Why are there no railings in Rivendell? I don't know, Because elves don't need them? Here's the thing. Arwen lives there for a I'm, while. So, you know. Well, then I'll be there. If okay. Arwen the Snuggly is there, I'm there. <laughs> Sue Corto. Oh, my gosh. Sue, I've never said your last name out loud before. I've only read it. Give it a go. Cor- Corto. Yeah. Corto Leo. That's it. Sue Corto Leo. Is that right, Sue? Well, let me know uh, after this. Yeah. Um, the Council of Elrond is my favorite chapter too, James. She's replying to, to James's comment. We get the completion of the reason for the quest. Great point. Initially, Gandalf uh, just sends Frodo and Sam to Rivendell, but at the Council, we get why they must destroy the ring. That's a really good point. What can happen if they don't? And along with a better understanding of both sides of the war to come. Mm-hmm. I love that all the main peoples of Middle-earth are represented. Elves, dwarves, men, hobbits, with all of their personalities showing from the tough and stubborn dwarves, the stay-behind-the-scenes wood elves, the wise high elves, the fierce and tireless Gondorian, the faithful rangers. Not to mention starting to understand Gandalf's purpose for being in Middle-earth. And I'm always chilled when Gandalf uses the black speech <laughs> to share the one ring yeah. poem. It's pretty incredible. And I think they captured that perfectly in the movie. I mean, it's just like amazing how even the sky darkens. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But great. Really, really cool points. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, the councils, it's unbelievable. So much information there. Yeah. There's a reason we had to split it up in two episodes. I mean, oh, yeah. I think most sane people would take about four. You know? <laughs> yeah, we, we actually could have. We, we debated uh, for a little while about whether we should spend a little more time there. Oh, we debated. 
Uh, and we counseled, if you will. We did counsel. Uh, I'll also mention, I think it's neat that Sue, Sue throws out here that Gandalf just sent Frodo and Sam to Rivendell and really... It's a great um, point. He doesn't actually know yet what uh, they're facing or, or really what to do. That's why well, I mean, we that need council the council. wasn't pre-planned either. Right, no. Remember, there's a bunch of people yeah. showing up at... at kind of the same time and they're right. like yeah we should probably talk some of this stuff out there's some important things going on right in Middle we're Earth. hearing different things yeah. this is all coming it's together another yeah. thing with the whole timing of it you know and, and then if you think too if frodo would have left mm-hmm. you know when ganoff had come back and it would have been earlier would this would the timing have worked here too I mean, well, there's so much that would have been thrown off with the timeline and also how much do we want we mentioned this a lot in the uh, first half of the book how much do we want the hobbits to to to, to know you know absolutely um, Really, them being kept in the dark or uh, even Gandalf not telling us everything sort of makes it all that much more interesting, you know? Is it scarier if you know the monster or you don't? I think it's if, if you don't, you know? It's scarier if you don't know the monster? Yeah, if you don't really know much about what's happening. It's, it's sort scarier? Of like, yeah. You think so? Absolutely, I do. So ignorance is not bliss? No, I I, I think it's sort of like, that's what, I'm, that's what I was actually saying is that like... Um, the less screen time, the less time that you mm-hmm. that, that villains just hinted at, mentioned, teased. You know, we don't really know much saying. about um, what's going on. We know he's out there. Yeah. And we really don't. I mean, if we knew more about him, we could say, like, oh, he's over here. We're safe over here. But we don't. We don't really know oh, see. where okay. he's at. Okay. You know? See, and I'm thinking if I know if I know my enemy fully, I'm kind of paralyzed. Yeah. Kind of like, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. crap. All right. Yeah, well, okay. we're effed. Why are we even trying? Right. Let's get back to try, mate. Let's pack it up, eh? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. Uh, no, yeah, it's a good point. Okay. Matt Smizer chimes in with his favorite. Uh, he says the first few pages. I'm with you on that, man. Uh, I love all the weird little aspects of Hobbit culture. Yes, deserves a golf clap. Yeah, like giving everyone else a gift in their birthday. The impoliteness of referring to a dozen people as a gross, etc. Uh, just all the little things that don't matter to the plot at all. I like that. Obviously, that's that's would be my favorite as well. So I love that you bring that up. But help you understand the character of the hobbits on a whole other level. Another thing I think that does too is it, it establishes the simplicity of the Shire. You know, reestablishes, I guess, um, kind of the. You know, even though they have their own little quibbles and they're they're kind of they're kind of odd, the purity of of hobbits in the Shire and why that is a place worth defending, why that's a good place that should exist, um, you know, and that's really the purpose for uh, destroying the ring is to protect yeah. these 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 cultures throughout Middle Earth that are that are like this that have all this intricacy and beauty and um, detail. Yeah. Um. Matt's actually made me think of something here. Have we talked about, you know, I know next week we, we've got the party. Yeah. Um, have we talked about who, our special guest who's coming? Have we talked about our special guest? No, I think we've hinted. Okay. So I'm just worried now. Actually, after uh, Matt has brought up here that uh, that they pass out uh, birthday gifts, I'm wondering if oh, that's for our old friend that's uh, our special a, guest. We've got a plan for that. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it'll be in true oh. Hobbit fashion as well. Fantastic. Guys, Ez just shows up here every once in a while, and I tell him what's going to happen. <laughs> He's got a lot of projects. Oh, don't even just start joking. with me. Joking. Don't even start. Don't you. Okay. Don't make me dance. Um, so next, let's move on here to uh, Santeria Kula. 
Um, did I get that right? That was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. yeah okay. Um, I've been staring at the name for five minutes trying to figure out, you know, how to say it. Now, that Tape, was pretty good. Tapestry. Tapestry. That was um, really good. You can make a lottery out of Saruman, Gandalf, uh, Aragorn, and um, uh, Sauron, uh, etc. And then roll the dice in each of you. Um, have to analyze the actions in oh in the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, I mean, like, would you have done something differently uh, if you were the character? Holy crap! So Santeri has given us a little game there. Yeah, we may have to uh, play that out at some point. Right, that's interesting. That's really cool. Wow, that's, Holy, that's, a, wow, that's sort of wow. a mind twist there. Yeah, what we should kind of maybe play that out for an appendices or something. That'd be oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's right? do that. Let's do that. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I'd like to hear what Centauri thinks. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to do as that. Well. Yeah. All right. Uh, Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, Centauri, let us know. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Okay. Um, you got the next one, Chris. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still just contemplating. You still, you're still just, it's in your mind. I like uh, thinking about that. Well, I mean, let's, so. Well, I obviously would pick Aragorn. Yeah, you analyze their actions, right? And then, um, would you have done something differently if you were that character? Oh boy, but well, I, you gotta I'm roll the dice. A, you gotta roll the dice. No. You can't just pick one. I rolled it in my mind. I used the force Jedi force trick and I right. landed on A. Um <laughs> so I think maybe something I would do. And I'm not saying it's correct. Uh-huh. Um you know, Aragorn uh uh is is sort of slow to reveal himself mm-hmm. to that sounds bad. Slow to inform the hobbits of who he is. Okay. Right? And I think my nature is I'm so I'm such a butterbur uh, that if I remembered, I would be like, "Hey guys, I need you to um. <laughs> like." We'd be they'd be sitting there drinking and yeah. Yeah, everything would still be cool right. in, the, in the in the um the common room. And I'd go up to him, I'd be like, "Guys, I I know Gandalf. <laughs> look, at, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yep. Put your drink down. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Right? Yes. Look at me, but don't look at me. Okay. I know Gandalf. Okay. And actually, I'm doing ASMR right now, but, <laughs> but it stands for Aragorn." Seems yep. mean, but he's really not. So I need you guys to follow me up to my room. It's not like that. It's just it's business. Okay, it's business. I don't work here, but it's business. And I'm gonna help get you the hell out of here. Do you understand? There's some big scary a wipes coming this way, and they want what you have. And I know what you have. Okay, don't try and hide it. Right. You're about to accidentally put it on here in a second, and so I'm actually sparing you guys a lot of grief. And I'd be whispering the whole thing, obviously, you know, because you want to be. And actually, that's what Vigo's voice sounds like anyway. Is that what it sounds like? So, um, and then I would just say, come with me. You know, let's go. Uh, mm-hmm. Got to get out of here. So that's what I would do. So what would you, what do? you would do? If you were Gant, I, so I, I'm not saying it's right. I think that everything in that in that uh, setting happened for, for a reason. I don't think you could change something and make it better or worse. But <laughs> you're going to have to turn the volume up there. Yeah, I had to do it in the ASMR Not video. Not a chance. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, I, um, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that's right, but I think that's because of who I am. I might try to sort of cut that off and prevent some of that stuff from happening. I get you. Because I'd see them no, sweating, you... I think. But I think, I think he had a purpose for that. I think he had a reason for that. He was like still figuring out you know, the best way to, well, maybe that would have freaked them out. If I went up to it, I know Gandalf, they'd be like, Whoa, okay. Well, it would have, maybe it would have caused something like, like for example, um, a disturbance he, in the force. He, well, that, or he follows them for a little bit, you know, further. And, um, 
you know, if this is another black writer that is following, sure. them, then that that could yeah. be because sure. you have to have that adversity, something that's or, or you know, a bump in the road, I guess. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah. So you roll your on the G, your Gandalf. What would you do differently? Separately? What would I do differently? If I, do I have to be Gandalf? Could be Sauron then. I don't care. Uh, if I was if I were Sauron, um, you'd go to the shower and get the ring. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd almost be tempted to say, hey, Black Riders, I'm ready to come back, so screw the secrecy. First of all... Just go kill everyone. First of all, when they got back... I know that's not how it works, guys. I know they got in a lot of trouble when they got back. Oh, they got their butts spanked. I know they did, but <laughs> Which I... Which is hard because they're like ghosts, you know? Right. How do you spank a ghost butt? You I, could probably figure out a way. I would have I retired them. I would have said, you're, you're done. I mean, that's, wow. that's pathetic. You know where that they would go? Pathetic. The Barrow White Retirement Home. Yes, they would. They would. Uh-huh. See ya. You got a nice barrow there. Go hang out with all the other people who have barrows. You know, you have exercise once a week. You've got an outing once a week. Go eat some porridge. Huh. I wonder, though. That is interesting. I'd give it more, more, more thought because I'm sure you could do some really interesting things um, with, with Saruman and, and Sauron. You could. Um, I don't think I could. But No, I think, I think we all could. I think it's really neat to kind Thanks. of think. Put yourself in those, uh, situ- in the, those characters you know, and sort of say, what yeah. would I have done yeah. uh, differently? Yeah. You know? True. Cool. Alrighty. Um, Chris Parks, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, we got Chris Parks here. He says, I have to say the trip through the old forest with Tom Bombadil. Uh, that chapter made Tom Bombadil my favorite character in Middle Earth. Wow, beautiful. It made me appreciate how someone could see the ring of power and just chuckle at it and play with it. What interests me more is the full nature of who Tom Bombadil is. Uh-huh. Yes, the mystery, the enigma. It's uh, it is it's consuming. It's like a playground, honestly. Yeah, it is consuming. Yep. Um, you can see why you just sort of lose track of your time there, and just trying to figure out who the heck he is, who is my host. Awesome, Chris. I'm I'd love to see Chris's one. Chris's thoughts on on who he think because I, I I remember those threads that we had. And I'm not so sure we had. Chris uh, is being very mysterious there. I well, yeah. much like Tom Bobadil. He's not I gonna. Think, I don't uh, think he's gonna reveal it as. You don't think so? No, I think he. I think Chris might be Tom Bombadil. You know, I like that. Sometimes I like people who. Well, I like. I like everyone. Oh, so but, you like uh, some people? Wow! Right? Yeah. Heard it here first, there? folks. <laughs> uh, yeah. But was so nice. Uh huh. Right. No. Uh, wow. No, I, I. I do. Um, it's it's neat when you have someone. I, I read in the group. You've got people. You know, we're all different, right? And and uh, Lane loves to just bold statement. Boom! Putting it out there. Here we go. Never done that. That's in my his life. thing. Here we go. And uh, I sometimes feel like I'm one of those people. Those those people who you have to kind of like. You're an owl. I tease out little, not tease, mm. not intentionally either. I just sort of like a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm sort of like formulating it. And sometimes you can. Sometimes I'm. So are you saying you're more thoughtful than me? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I think Chris and I are, are are alike in that you know he's got some. Chris is my friend too. Okay, well you know. Uh, <laughs> it's a great point though. It's a great I point. I, no, I just kind of feel like it's neat. Pull that out of, uh, you know, some of our book club members you're, get more. You're constantly editing. You're constantly, uh, you know, sort of you're, you're fluidly reasoning. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Through things, which I think is the, the wiser way to approach something. You're taking you know, information from all sources at all times and you're, yeah, you're constantly adjusting. Yeah. Does I, that not make sense? That's I, exactly what you just said. I Okay. Jeez, Lord. <laughs> you know, sometimes guys with Lane, you can't tell if he's making fun of you or if he's just, are you uh, serious? I'm kidding. No, you're not. I, I was totally no, joking. Not. I was nope. being verbally ironic. No, you're not. I was being, you don't even know what that means. I just gave you a wink. I don't know what it means either. Anyways. All right. Moving Our buddy, on. Mike Upshaw. Yeah. Oh, that's yours, isn't it? Sorry. You read Mike. Well, I was just you coming know, to you no, from the I mean, Dead Marshes. Yeah, it's always good to hear from Mike. So uh, yeah. one of his favorite moments was uh, that time that uh, Glorfindel totally ruined the day for uh, those writers. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, wonderful time there. Glorfindel. Actually, we're going to take a little, uh, what do you call it, siesta, uh, intermission, if yeah. you will, right now. Okay. Um, and, you know, you brought up Michael. Brought sure. up Michael. That's, uh-huh. <laughs> and Shaw means Shire, which is pretty cool. Uh, he's from the Shire. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. So anyway, he uh, got a visit recently from one of our special uh, correspondents, the upper you all know and love, Chase McKinney. Mm-hmm. Chase Texas McKinney himself. Yeah. Uh, we call him Big TX. We've never called him that, but Chase, maybe we could <laughs> from now on. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, he recently went down to the uh, the old or over to the old Dead Marshes and uh, visited Mike, and uh, they had a little conversation. Uh, so they actually sent it our way. We're going to play it for you now, and we'll be back in just a second. Chase, take it away. Hey, guys. Hey, Ez. Hey, Lane. This is Chase McKinney, and um, I'm no longer in Floridor. Um, I was able to get on a, um, a great eagle, um, kind of an American eagle, um, to take me to the faraway nation of uh, Lake Town, the Lake Town of America, Virginia Beach, Virginia, to meet with a fellow upper. So we're having a meet-up. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Pretty punny. And uh, we're just hanging out, having a good time, and uh, we were just talking about a couple different things, and... Uh, we were driving in the car and just wondering, like, what the heck's going on with, you know, this random squid thing that just appears out of nowhere, this watcher um, near Moria. So I'm going to let Michael say his little piece about the watcher. Hey, guys. So uh, Mike Upshot here. And quick, quick aside, I think it's funny that you called us uh, Lake Town. I think it's probably closer to the Dead Marshes. Okay. It's a more accurate description. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the... Uh, the Literally, the dismal swamp is just a few miles from where I live. So, um, yeah, there's that. But anyways, yeah, so we're talking about this, uh, the watcher in the water outside Moria. And I don't know, it's just a lot of mystery around that that's really intriguing. Like, where did this come from? They talk about how the pool didn't used to be there. So it obviously, you know, didn't evolve or grow there over a thousand years. Like you, you might have, like I first imagined. So, you know, where did the pool come from? Who who dammed up the, the water and put it there? And then where did this creature come from? And mm-hmm. if it needs water to live, like, you know, did it kind of act like a salmon and like, go upstream or something and find us <laughs> with the pool? Like, you know, where, where is this thing? So, 
Yeah, it's just one of those many things that Tolkien kind of touches on, but just doesn't give us the answer that I think is fun to kind of think about. And I've always thought it's like one of those um, ancient monsters similar to Ungoliant um, that, you know, was from the first stage and maybe was in hiding over you know the past several thousand years and kind of came out when the opportunity arose. But um, Chase had some pretty awesome ideas about it, too. So I'm pretty naive and, and ignorant when it comes to, to anything Tolkien, really, because I'm doing my first read through. And, you know, the basis for most of my understanding is through the movies, of course. But, you know, as we were talking about it in the car, I was just thinking, you know, like the the book and like The Hobbit, you know, I know we're like crossing the, the streams. We're going in different timelines now, but you know, you have the necromancer, which was more or less some kind of um, form of Sauron. Um, and then you definitely have the eye of Sauron, um, you know, in one of the towers over in Mordor. Uh, but what if, you know, what happened like with a sealed back in the day, like whenever he destroyed like the physical manifestation of Sauron um, that like his um, like spiritual essence or, you know, soul or, whatever you want to call it, um, dispelled and it went into different parts of Middle Earth to manifest itself in different iterate, different iterations in different ages. And what I was uh, telling Mike was that, you know, what if, you know, apart from the eye that we see in the tower, what if like the Watcher was some kind of, of manifestation of Sauron? Like a Holcrux. Yeah, like a Holcrux. <laughs> you know, we're crossing fandoms now. That's okay. Don't cross the streams. Uh, you know, like, so like there's a, a tower to be able to, you know, hold the eye, uh, the all seeing eye of, of Sauron. But what if like the water, which was never, ever there, was created for the sole purpose of housing a form and essence of Sauron? Yeah, I'll let you discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that would bring up more questions. Like, I wonder, you know, if that's the case, like what else is out there that could yeah. possibly, you know, there's. A lot of different uh, places that that could manifest itself. But. Yeah, and it could be anything and everything, and that could be something that you know maybe Tolkien had developed, um, like with other creatures, um, apart from like the necromancer, or the eye, and then you know the Watcher. If if in fact the Watcher was a form of, of Sauron or not, that's just like you know fan theory type stuff. But that's okay. Um, I mean, apart from that, um, I'm just happy to be able to be meeting with a fellow upper in person, um, apart from the one ones that I know in Texas. So, um, you know, just something I was wondering is, you know, you're reading, we, we just finished reading, um, the first book or the first two books really, mm -hmm. um, in the Lord of the Rings, uh, the fellowship of the ring. So what, what's been your favorite moment from fellowship so far? Oh man. Easy. Uh, hold on one second. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, I think for me, it's pretty easy. It's when Glorfindel makes his appearance and saves the day and just chases away the riders. That that scene, to, to me, is so epic. And I think I've made some kind of uh, humorous posts on, on the side about it, but they, they stem from a real awe that I have of Glorfindel. Glorfindel, yeah. <laughs> Glorfindel and all its glory. Um, <laughs> but, it, it's, you know, just bringing up all that kind of first-age nostalgia and um, – kind of grandness grandeur and seeing just kind of a, a bit of that in, mm -hmm. in this story is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's still a little hard to, to pick like what my favorite moment is from uh, fellowship. 
Um, I definitely think like the two-part chapter, you know, when they're in uh, Moria, you know, and um, stuff happens with Gandalf and Aragorn has to step up as a leader, that's definitely pretty epic. But I think like one distinct part for me, I think happened um, in the chapter of The Ring Goes South uh, when, you know, the party's been chosen and Merry and Pippin want to go, but um, Elrond's basically saying, no, they're, you know, too green, they're too immature type of thing. Um, and there's, there's something, I wish I could quote the exact passage, but it just really gripped me and made me feel things. And I read that, that, you know, paragraph or whatever it was over and over, like probably four or five times, just trying to figure out what it was making me feel. Because it was just something about the way that Tolkien worded that, that was just very powerful for me. Mm. So. so so what was the gist of how it made you feel? Like, it, it, it was just like um, this yearning, like, I want to go, like, I want to go with my friends, I want to be with them. And like, I don't care at what cost I want to be with my friends. I, I want to go with them. And, um, I think that was like the basic gist of like what they were saying. And, um, you know, just wanting to be, um, in the company of those close to you and, and just traveling with them on uh, whatever journey is they're going through, whatever they're trying to undertake. Um, I just thought it was great. I still, I, to this day, like even after reading that, like almost two months ago, um, I still can't quite figure out what it is that I liked about it so much. It's just like this unknown um, yearning, hmm. if I can say it that way, that was just erupting in me. Hmm. Kind of like, despite all wisdom and guidance, you had this this raw emotion that's still makes you cling to your friends. and I just want to be with them yeah. for the sake of being with them. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. I think for me it was more of a what if? <laughs> what if they had listened to me all around? What would happen? But yeah, yeah no, I don't. definitely a cool scene. Yeah. So um, this might be throwing Mike a little off, but I mean, um, what's been like the the most positive thing about being in this community for you? Like, what have you enjoyed the most about being in this community of uppers? Hmm. I think. Really being able to just talk about and explore any idea associated with Tolkien. You know, it's it's not something I can really relate to with uh, the people I work with. And, yeah. and that, that's, I mean, that's the mostly the extent of my social life is, you yeah. know, through work. And so, um, you know, you can touch on a little bit, but definitely not to the extent that's been going on in the, in the group. And it's just, it's just really fun and, uh, relaxing to be involved in the community and just to kind of play around and yeah. have a good time. Yeah. 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 For me, I just, I really enjoy, um, like how much you can tell that Ez and Lane like, actually like each other, which is pretty cool. We think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just how, um, encouraging and supportive the community is, um, you know, for people like me who haven't had, ton of experience with the material apart from the Peter Jackson films mm -hmm. and just how, you know, welcoming, you know, everyone is to being able to talk to people that are very um, naive and ignorant and just new to the material is, has been great. Cause like there have been questions that I've had, I'd have at times and I'd be a little leery of asking them like with other people, but mm -hmm. with here it's been great. 
and just how like the the interactions are just so dynamic and it's just it's really refreshing being able to talk and interact with people not just in the United States but globally as well that's definitely yeah the our international friends on on the group is definitely an, a really neat uh, contribution um and yeah, I, I agree that the group is very uh, supportive and open because definitely you could see, especially stuff like Tolkien, where you could get in groups where people are, I don't know, snooty about it, mm-hmm. you know, and it would be intimidating to ask questions. So mm-hmm. that's really cool that this group uh, is not like that. Yeah, And there can be times like with Tolkien's material where it it does seem a little highbrow. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, again, the group, you know, especially our facilitators, our hosts, as Elaine do a great job. And by the way, guys, you really should think about starting a Lord of the Rings podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's about time. I mean, geez, you read through the whole book already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe um, um, that sounds fishy podcast or what's cracking podcast. <laughs> well, like what's cracking this nice. Yeah. Um, I'll be watching you podcast. Mm. I don't know. I have the beholder. Mm. Yeah. I dream of Sauron podcast. I know I'm not as good as coming up with the names as you guys are, podcast. <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got. Mike, you want to add anything else? Uh, no, I, I'm good. I mean, it's definitely I, – I don't think anyone else uh, – there's any other uppers in this area, in you know, the Hampton Roads, at least not that I saw on the uh, the map there. So it's really cool being able to get a chance to um, put a face and, and a person to some of the posts and some of the things that I've heard. Um, definitely really neat, especially when uh, Chase was kind of reminding me of his um, – I guess, origin story that he shared with the group. And then I'm piecing together. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that story. Oh, you're that guy. It was, it was definitely a, a cool moment. And it's, it's ne- really neat to see someone face-to-face. Yeah. And, and if if this meeting with, um, you know, with Mike today is any indication of what it could be like for the party, I hope as many people can go to the party as possible, um, you know, and meet fellow uppers, you know, not just from Ohio and the Midwest, but from, from all over the U.S. and the globe. So, um, anyways, don't mean to hijack the podcast, guys. Just wanted to um, take some time and just share these thoughts with you guys about just meeting up and our experience with the podcast so far. So, um, we love this. Po- I love this podcast. I'm pretty sure Mike does, too. So, yep. yep. Um, and we'll be listening for a long time um, to come. So that's all we, that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. All right. That's it. Um, that's all I got. And uh, just remember, Frodo lives and fly you fools. <laughs> that was awesome. Let me tell you why that was awesome, Ez. Um, Because we love hearing your guys' voices. I, I had never heard Mike's voice before, had you? No, huh? Yeah. My was, first time, neat. too. Yeah. I also like how he sort of, uh, you know, Chase was talking about how good of friends we are. <laughs> Right and uh, Mike says, him, or him are forward. they? Or are they? That's right. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, I think maybe we, uh, maybe people don't really know. It's great. Maybe that's it? for the best. That's what that's what that's what we want it. So. But really, really cool thoughts. Um, excellent. Just just overall, really cool that they got to connect. Yeah, and uh, and meet. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this party because we're going to get to do the same thing. That's we're right. We're going to get to meet some of you, and yeah. that's uh, that's an amazing thing. And um, wow, I'm all, I'm really kind of nervous for it, dude. Yeah, I'm nervous. I, I, no, I'm nervous. I mean, uh, you know, uh, people are going to be there. We're going to be talking. And they're going to be yeah. like, "Wow, these guys are kind of boring." Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm they ready. Really for that, don't yeah. know anything about Lord of the Rings. That's why we're bringing our special guests, giant morons too. <laughs> and uh, their feet smell. 
No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It's just you know, it's an anxiety you have no. before meeting new people. You 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 want people to like you, obviously, uh, and you're nervous because you already like them, and uh, so you know, I, I might be a little extra gassy that day. I don't know. As stop asking me questions about it. I don't know, man. I <laughs> good grief. Um, I, no, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It, it's it's uh, it's neat yes, it to kind of do uh, things like this. It's it's neat that we've got a chance to get to know each other in the group here and then physically go meet is is awesome it's um, the dream isn't it yeah i've actually talked uh, we've got a couple different secret things secret and safe things uh in the works possible meetups possible get-togethers so um you know our first one here is going to be the party next week that's right uh but uh, we might be doing things you know in different spots uh internationally maybe in and around the world and nationally i said in and around yeah in and around the world, in the middle, in the middle of the in, inside the world, in Middle Earth. I don't know. Does it like oh boy, the moon too, or I space no station? Idea. I have no idea. Can we on. podcast from the International Space Station? That'd be crazy. I don't think I'd like that. I don't think I'd like it either. No, so that's not Middle Earth. That's Outer Earth. Yeah. Anyways, okay. right, moving on. Uh, Thanks for the butterbur moment there. <laughs> as butterbur. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. We have Mariah Cook. Uh, she said, I, I've never heard from Mariah before. This is the first time um, that I've read her words, so I'm really excited about this. Well, I, think a, a, I think we had a Tolkien story from her. No, not we have her. not. I think we did. Oh, my gosh. Or maybe it's one I've read and I haven't, we haven't put on the podcast. A lot of your guys' stories that, that come through and I, I read them and then maybe we haven't done them on the well, podcast. Well, if she has, yet. that's really embarrassing now. Now so, I'm very embarrassed. Well, that's Mariah. cool. I just wanted to make sure we get it straight. Absolutely. You're always keeping me in line. You know, Butterbur, I... One thing drives out another. I apologize, Mariah. <laughs> As a huge fan of the elves, I love the time we spent in Lothlorien. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was very ethereal. Galadriel is one of my favorite characters, and the overall tone of those chapters are really enjoyable for me. There's an almost peaceful calm mixed with a sense of foreboding in those chapters that remind me of the lady herself. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remind me of the lady herself. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely, you know, um, I've never... I don't think I've ever, uh, you know, expressed it as clearly as she did. But that, you're right. You, you you feel peaceful because you're in a place of protection, but you know what's coming up. You know that you're about to just, you're, you know, even Aragorn's freaking out. Which way am I supposed to go? My gosh. So there's that foreboding as well. But the, to, to compare that and draw the parallel to Lady Galadriel is, that's next level stuff, Mariah. That mm-hmm. is, that's beautiful. I've never thought of that. It's totally perfect. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep, okay, awesome. my mind, I, my mind is just in pieces all over my dining room. It's kind of, it's actually fun to watch. Some on uh, the wall, <laughs> some on the wine cabinet. Yeah, yeah. there's some on your glasses, as. Uh, but I believe it. I believe it. Uh, so uh, next we have um, uh, Aaron Segura. Uh, Segura, uh, the uh, Council of Elrond. Uh, lots of new info and characters are introduced, and yeah. uh, and, and that's right. that's really neat. And uh, agreed, a lot a lot of good stuff to kind of take in there. So uh, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on down to Michael uh, Charles. Mike Charles, Boromir himself. Uh-huh. He says, this is a bit long, so I apologize. Mike, that's the number one rule. And you just broke it. <laughs> just kidding. Get him. Uh, I think Mike is going to be at uh, the party Saturday. Really looking forward well, to it. Well, now I'm him. nervous. You've never met Mike, yeah. No, I have. I'm joking. Multiple I times. I know you have. Okay. So don't apologize. Don't take that away from me. Don't apologize. <laughs> Don't call me a coward. All right. I would have to say that my favorite chapters of the fellowship would be at the sign of the prancing pony, 
uh-huh. Strider, and the Council of Elrond. I really enjoy spending time in the village of Bree. Okay, interesting. New take there. And the introduction of the mysterious stranger that turns out to be one of the most prominent figures in the War of the Ring. The Council of Elrond is a chapter that I actually used to not really care for in the past. Hopefully I won't be excommunicated from <laughs> the group for that. Yeah. Hey man, uh, you know, I'm with you there. So if we're gonna put it to a vote Boromir's going, so is Butterbur. We're gonna put it to a vote. <laughs> After seeing Fellowship in two thousand one, I attempted to read through the first book. When I came to this point in the story, I was completely lost. I had no prior knowledge of anything Lord of the Rings as I as I read this, except for the first film. Mike, I've still never finished this chapter. I'm just kidding. There was so there were so many names and places I'd never heard of, as well as histories and stories that were told that I knew nothing about, and I felt as though reading through the whole chapter was a serious slog. Mm. Love that word, by the way, too. Wow, it, you know, it, it, the first time, absolutely, it definitely feels yeah. that way. Second time, it warms up a little bit more, and then you start getting intrigued. I think as you're as you're hungry for more Tolkien, bingo. Yeah. Did you want to say something? Well, I was going to, like but you, you, know, you, just, you know, well, I just quickly wanted to say a lot of times when you get into a new book. That is the way yes. uh, it, that you that you feel, isn't it? You know, absolutely. This, yeah, it's like too much. It's almost information just, overload. Well, you have to just drive on through because you're like, yeah. ah, there's a lot I don't know here, right? Uh, and I've got to keep going, and it's gonna, you know, become I think clear. Tolkien was just so cerebral; he forgot that most of us are hobbits. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Tell me a fourth time there, bud. Yeah. As I followed along with Lane, Ezra, and our growing upper community through the reread, I was somewhat dreading the Council of Elrond as we drew closer. However, I can honestly say that I greatly enjoyed this chapter during my most recent read-through. Having now read The Silmarillion, The Hobbit, and the rest of The Lord of the Rings, nice job, Mike, Mm -hmm. I had such a greater understanding of the storytelling and name-dropping that was taking place. It's difficult to put this into words, but knowing Bilbo's story and his adventures from The Hobbit gave me so much insight during his speech at the council. As Bilbo reflected on his journey and spoke with Glowing, it made me remember their travels together in days long past to Erebor. Mm -hmm. And though many of those who were gathered in the council may not have been aware of what Bilbo was talking about, it gave me a special feeling to know exactly what he was referencing. Yeah, Yeah, sort of like you're on the inside now, Mike. And a feeling of being right there with him in his journeys as a reader, obviously. Winky face. It was, sorry. It is hard to pick out my favorite chapters from a book that is so perfect. Here, here. I am really sad. I really am sad that we have finished Fellowship already as it is my favorite of the three. But I am excited to start the two towers with everyone. And we're glad you're mm-hmm. with us, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you're a beautiful friend and uh, more courageous than the man from Gondor himself. Yeah. He's got thicker wrists. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. He does. Yeah. They're pretty thick. Um, <laughs> that's a memorable handshake. Beautiful, um, though. I mean, I, I love his connection. That, that is so interesting how, you know, you learn those stories and then all of a sudden you're on the inside, you know? Yeah. You, you feel like you, ha- you have more knowledge than even other people at the council. That does make you feel special. Yeah, actually. it does. It does. Uh, with, yeah. with Bilbo. You've got that connection. You're like, I yeah. know this. I know this guy. Yeah. You know, I know what he's uh, talking about. He's actually about. a hobbit. He's not a guy. So He's my buddy. I don't know if you knew I'll that. call him what I want. Okay. Excuse me? We're friends. Call him Shirley. <laughs> no, I don't. Don't call uh, Yeah. So uh, next, okay, let's let's move on here. Um, and you might have to help me with the name. Yella. Here. That's what I said. Yeah. Yella. Um, who actually sent us a... Um, yeah, he was, was amazing. Was, oh, gosh. Uh, he sent me some sleep aid. Sleep aid. Mm-hmm. And then we also had uh, one of the um, poems I'm blanking on, on who it was Gladriel's um, Lament. Yeah, her right? thing. Yep. Yeah. So, and uh, we had several people send in different languages. Yes. And it was wonderful. Beautiful. Uh, so... Um, he goes on to say, my favorite chapter in the Fellowship of the Ring is the uh, Bridge of Khazad-dûm. Uh, finally, we see a powerful Gandalf 
uh, in the previous chapters and in The Hobbit, uh, Tolkien keeps you know telling us, yes, he's powerful, uh, but you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> uh, That's and, awesome, uh, dude. Yeah. And, the, and the first time we saw him using yeah. all of his abilities, uh, he was exhausted. He, yeah. needed, he needed some rest. Yeah. He dies. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first time I read this, I was thinking, are you kidding me? Uh, it's heroic, tragic, and ironic. Um, I know it's a, uh, a cheap choice, um, but it's my no. favorite. It's my favorite. It's not um, cheap at all. No, I don't think so either. Uh, spot on, especially the way that you, you know, described I mean, it there. I was going to say, I never even thought of it the way he, the way he, way he put that too. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Right. Yeah. It uh, is. And I, the first time you do read it and the first time you see it, you're like, it is like, seriously, dude. Oh yeah. Sure. Like the most powerful card. You're just, you're throwing that away. Cool. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I think the fact that what struck me, um, you know, is also that he was exhausted. Yeah. He's drained. We never... That is just kind of... Uh, I guess we kind of... See, uh, we, we it sort shocks of, me. Yeah, we know? sort of see that in the films, but it's, it's really so brief that... And then he comes back, and he's getting off the white, and he's never tired, it seems like. That, yeah, that's something that is is pretty uh, significant to see and witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite character in... Uh, are you making fun of me? What? Mm-hmm. you making fun of my... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My favorite character uh, in my first read um, was Aragorn, of course. I loved him from the beginning. Uh, I saw Fellowship of the Ring, um, the movie, uh, first. So I know uh, from the start that he is uh, that he was a good yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finished the books before uh, the Two Towers movie. Uh, I love his leadership. Uh, as a teacher, I'm jealous of his leadership, of his, uh, of his leadership skills. Uh, I would rather choose to follow Aragorn than Gandalf. Yeah. Okay. My man, uh, my man. Yeah, Gandalf is, is unpredictable. Uh, Gandalf is more stubborn than Aragorn, uh, and I love the evolution Aragorn makes in the books. Uh, but when I finished the book, Aragorn has lost his place uh, to one of the real heroes of the book, Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, the one real hero. Yeah, yeah. Fro- Fro- Frodo wouldn't have gotten uh, far without Samwise uh, the Brave. I love that Sam is modest. Uh, he is happy um, uh, with a place in the shadows. Uh, that, of course, is why... Uh, he brings it so far. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's smarter than he looks, uh, and he is the most most faithful person in Middle Earth. And in the end, um, the case would be lost if it wasn't for uh, Sam. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Agreed. There. Hundred um, percent. That's a cool evolution too from his from his um, you know, his favorite character being Aragorn, and then that evolving onto, you know, Sam. Well. Yeah, it, it's it's also just brilliant writing too, and that like, yeah. uh, that's a character who's been there from the beginning, and just that slow. We talked; someone was mentioning uh, talking about you know Gollum's develop uh, development, and yeah. it's sort of like mm-hmm. you know same type of thing with Sam. It really, really is, kind yeah, of it is drawn out over. It's a good point. Uh, the trilogy there, so or yeah. the uh, you know the six books, um, one book, whatever, six parts. My favorite new insight. Uh, it is I people people get on me all the time for messing that up um, it is unnecessary to say that I have gained new insights my favorite new insight um, was the one about the northern and southern empire and the connections of uh, oh, the king yeah. and the steward yeah Aragorn mm-hmm. and Boromir mm-hmm. uh, maybe I was too young uh, at my first reads I read the books um, I read this book eight times before but the last time um, was already 12 years ago wow, yeah. I wasn't mature enough to judge to digest the Council of Elrond. And I hadn't um, caught that before either. That was my first time making that connection between the North and the South and that parallel, yeah. or that, that hearkening back to the old 
Old right. Kingdoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I love yeah. how Ezin Lane and the whole community uh, took me by the hand and guided me through this chapter. Many thanks. Yeah, like you're doing a lot of guiding yourself, man. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short here. You're, you're Absolutely. doing a lot of awesome thinking and contributing and always love seeing what you're posting and sharing. Yeah. yeah agreed. My favorite moment was the Bilbo song. I listened multiple times and it always made me laugh. Um, we want more of that. <laughs> um, I also love this community. It was very uh, easy to step in and yeah. make connections. Yeah. I love the discussions and sharing uh, sharing of knowledge. And I'm so happy that everybody is nice and friendly to each other. Yes, uh, I'm sure that this is uh, the most positive, tolerant, friendly Facebook group in the world. Wow. It might be, actually. I, I think so. Honest, honest to goodness. I mean, it is... Uh, I'm so impressed and I'm so proud every time that I go in there and I see people just, just honestly, I mean, I don't know, man. It's I, take a minute. Yeah. Get, Can you get the worst? <laughs> <laughs> take a minute. Let me take a couple hours over here and just, uh, and just uh, figure out what I want to say. <laughs> I wish people could, for those of you who can't see at home right now, his hands are just, when that starts going like this with oh, his hands, just, he's, man, he's, he's getting up on the, in the podium. He's, I'm just he's, getting zoned in here. Uh, preach it. Because people get in there and, and we're talking um, in the words of Mike Canterbury. Come on, come, come on. on. Yeah, we're getting in there and it's we're we're, we're mining the depths. You know, yeah, we're we're pulling out a lot. Um, we're talking about the book. We're talking about what yeah. happens in the book. I mean, it's just I know it's it's like it's like a book club. But it could go in a lot of different ways, but we really do love this series and we love how you know uh, applicable it is and and, and various. Siri things. just turned so, on when you said series. Um, well, Siri, you know, Siri knows what I'm, what I'm talking about. So, uh, <laughs> do you want her to say it for you? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but d- does that make sense to me? You Absolutely. Know? No, no, you're right. And I think sometimes when you are talk, you proud of it as well? Oh my gosh, have I not? Have I, I, I said that. I'm it, so proud. The, I'm the so crazy, proud because the, I think a lot of times when you have something that so many people care about um, and is such a popular thing, I think people get really they have really strong opinions, right? Yeah. And sometimes when you have strong opinions. And you find someone who has a different opinion, you can just naturally kind of butt heads a little bit. Not seen that. No. Uh-uh. Not seen that. We, you know, we can have our own strong opinions. And I think it's so cool. Just the, the, the mentality in our book club is uh, when you're, when you're, you know, brought with a differing opinion or a different perspective is to step back and go, huh? Right. Wow. Never thought of that before. That's a really cool idea. That's a great thought. And then it helps, like you're talking about, always having a fluid, um, you know, creative mind where you're taking all the information in all the times and reformulating your own ideas. Yeah. Right? That's that's what it is. For sure. Well, and and also I said that, you know, we're proud of it, uh, but I feel like a lot of people... When you when you get into the Facebook group and into and enter into the uh, book club and become an upper, you ought to be proud of, of, you know, the community that you guys create. I mean, this yeah. literally, if it were just Lane and I talking to each other, you know, um, in there all the time, it wouldn't really be, you know, that, that community. It'd just yeah. be right. you and me. Right. There. So you and I, uh, so anyways, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, all right. So he says, uh, g- goes on to say, I'm really looking forward to, uh, tackling the two towers, um, with this fellowship. Uh, I like the, um, the third book, uh, but I don't really like the fourth uh, sorry to say, I think it's a little boring. Uh, I'm always happy when it's over, so I have permission to start my favorite book ever, uh, Return of the King. Ooh, uh, nice. But this time, I'm looking forward to the fourth book. I think you guys 
uh, would give me some mind-blowing connections that I did not understand yet. So this book uh, will prove uh, itself as as great as the others. So uh, happy to be part of the fellowship. Well, we're happy you're part of the fellowship, brother. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. We have Aaron Segura again. Uh, she says something new on my reread. I like this coming back and adding some more. I never realized how much courage hobbits seem to have in general. This was, I actually did read this one before guys. I got to admit, this is awesome. Just get ready for it. Okay. I'm going to step out of the way here. Both the gaffer and maggot stare down some pretty scary black riders and tell them to go back where they came from. Nob goes out in the night when dangerous folk are about and saves Mary. Frodo takes a stab at the freaking Witch King and a cave troll and makes the courageous decision to go to Mordor alone. Even Bilbo is the first to step up to take the ring to Mordor to destroy it before anyone else does. Also, how the whole town awakens to come to Fatty's aid in Crick Hollow. To paraphrase Shakespeare, though they be but little, they are fierce. In- incredible. Really, when you lay it all out there like that, back to back to back to back, you can see Tolkien paving the road. He's saying, yeah, this brick should show you that the hobbits are the key. Yeah, this brick, in case you haven't noticed yet, hobbits are the key. Brick, 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 brick. Hobbits are the key to the end of evil. Boom. They're the real heroes. That's beautifully said. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, I'm just sitting over here kind of like I got the tingles. All right. I've got something going on when I, when you were reading that. <laughs> might need uh, to go see a doctor for that. Right? I might need to. And uh, it makes me think, you know, that that anybody, you know, no matter how big or small or, you know, what our status is, um, you know, in, you know, our, um, in this world, we, we can kind of stand up and, and speak, you know, up against or speak out against evil and you know other black writers and, and things does that make sense you know we, we all can kind of oh, yeah. get you know um have that voice you know or we, we have that uh i don't know it's it's there's that fight or there's that uh that power in all of us yeah you know so absolutely really cool really yeah, cool absolutely beautiful all right there's a hobbit inside um, of all of us yeah uh jessica uh Den- denbor Right. Sounds right to me. I think I got it. Uh, I love this. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. She says, and actually interesting note on Jessica, she has uh, Billy right now and she's actually taking, I believe she's taking oh, him around town. Oh, she has town Billy. Right now. Uh-huh. And uh, Billy Boyd and she's taking him around town. Yeah. Where, and, uh, uh, what, what town? I think she's in Montana. Oh my Let me gosh. Think here. No, Montana? is she Missouri? Hold on. I one of the M's? Uh, one of those. Missouri? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Louisiana, yeah. uh, Maine. Yeah. I I don't. It's one of Vermont. The, there's a lot of them. I'm realizing now, right? There's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I actually just said two that weren't. Oh, okay, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Uh, no, Montana. I was right. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Initially, so maybe yeah. she'll take him to John Mayer's. Okay, he has a house out there, so that's cool. Uh, and then yeah, she's gonna be sending that on to someone else. Um, do we know who? Soon. Uh, we do. So we be surprised. Yeah, can't reveal it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, all right, we've got Jason Hattery. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I may break this up into multiple comments. Oh, uh-huh. Bear with me. First, I work a night job that allows me to listen to you guys while I work, which is great. I have also listened to Lord of the Rings on audiobook for the first time, which I highly recommend. I found a dramatized, mm-hmm. yep, yep. dramatized version on the internet. 
Uh, and then he's got an archive, a little link there for us. Cool. Uh, the first thing that I love is the beginning of the chapter, A Knife in the Dark. The Black Riders assault the house at Crick Hollow, and Fatty Bulger runs for his life. The Brandy Bucks raise the alarm, and the riders flee. Listening to this version gives me goosebumps every time. Tolkien can really write some good action and drama. Yes, he absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, other favorite parts of Fellowship of the Ring include, in no particular order, the Council of Elrond for all its history and backstory despite its length, the meeting of Frodo and Glowing in Rivendell, the hobbits find the stone trolls from the hobbit, always loved connections to the hobbit, Galadriel's gift to Gimli, Gimli's reverence to her, and my all-time favorite scene, the showdown between Gandalf and the Balrog on the bridge of Khazad-dûm. Yeah. That Balrog is a bah. Mm-hmm. Badass. Yep. My favorite part of the movie. Man, I you know what? Like that is if you had to put together a highlight reel of the book. Yeah. A Fellowship of the Ring. That 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 Jason, does it. Jason nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. I love that that he picked that that um that moment too when the Black Riders kind of go in, they they SWAT team uh Fatty Bulger and just how the how all the hobbits come out to, to to raise hell and drive them out? Yeah, I mean it's a you don't I, I don't know we, we don't get to linger there well, long enough. It's beautiful. We don't. It's it's brief. And I I know when we were there that we talked about like the you got to um, a view of the culture, right? You got to yeah. see more uh, there than than what uh, well more than what we get in the film, obviously because we're, we're yeah. at Crick Hollow, but uh, just more of that culture and then you know the alarm being yeah. sounded and things. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. Not something I like. What else would they have raised the alarm for? You know what I mean? That's, yeah, just, that's yeah. what my mind wonders. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Awesome. Uh, moving on to Susie uh, Millhouse here. And we're going to see Susie uh, yeah. on Saturday too, right? We are. Yeah. I believe. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Um, I will forever have a love for Tom Bombadil now because of this podcast. Um, I read through his parts too fast when I was younger. Uh, now that um, I've had the chance to really look into his character, I feel like I've learned so much. Um, I think that is my favorite part so far. Um, I for real, um, uh, well, yeah, sorry. I for real learn something new with every episode and love the appendices. Wow. That's good <laughs> to hear. I uh, don't know how anybody feels about the appendices cause they're kind of crazy. Uh, becoming a patron, um, was the best decision ever. You guys are amazing. And I love this fellowship. Well, awesome. Susie. Love thank you being you. in it. Smooth. Susie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know if I even like the appendices, so that's pretty pretty amazing Ugh. i like doing them i think if i listen to them though i might have some self-loathing I just never i might have some yeah, self-loathing I mean, uh, you know what we, i mean we love you guys so much because sometimes that's just we're putting you through some how do you put up with us torture easy <laughs> so. all right we got maddie malecki matthew sorry yeah. matt um i've always loved the many meetings chapter uh, it's where we get to meet the rest of the Fellowship, and I love seeing Frodo reunited with Bilbo. It's also the last really positive, hopeful, and happy chapter until the completion of the quest at the end of Return of the King. Yeah. It is It is really cool. It's a special moment, uh, that reconnection, because Frodo's not sure he'll ever see Bilbo again, right? That's right. kind of kind of up for, uh, you know, um, you know, the winds to decide the fates. Well, yeah, and there's the so there's cool. a moment there where they get to kind of uh, actually for a couple was it a month or so or a couple months they yeah they're there a while but they're I'd longer than I realize and, yes, and really yes. kind of uh, he gets to go there. on some of those walks with Bill. Yeah, Bob. that's right. So awesome. Um, on to uh, Steph uh, Steph Arps. Yep. Um, looking back and reflecting on this part. On this first part of our book club journey, I have to say, this has been a great adventure for me. I've learned so much about this fandom, and I cannot wait to learn more. 
Lane and Ezra are amazing leaders on this journey, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, this has given me such an appreciation for this book. I'm so pumped for the next uh, books to come. Thank you guys so much for uh, letting me be an upper. Wow. Thank you for wanting to be an upper, Steph. Yeah, really. That's um, where the thanks needs to be really communicated. No. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. We thank you absolutely. guys because... Yeah. Literally, this whole episode, it's, it's what we love about this is that, like, yeah. uh, it's about you guys, and it's about, you know, you you influencing. Yep. You are the club. I mean, oh yeah, you're the discussion. So. You guys enrich everything. So, yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. Awesome start to our journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Luca's got, wow, some awesome moments here. Um, all right, let me go through and read this here. Luca says, I think I collected my thoughts on Fellowship of the Ring by now, just in time. And she did just recently post this. I love how she she's very... Um, Mm-hmm. Um, intentional. Yeah, uh, likes to collect her thoughts. Likes to, to take her time and her and her, uh, her input. It's really really cool. Well, easy easy. You're putting a lot of uh, praise on Luca, and I might want to say that I'm I'm also kind of like I'm trying. You know, I mean, Luca's. I like Luca too. You know, she's. Good I feel like I'm I'm a lot you. like Luca. Can I say that? I don't Just see like the Chris. connection. Yeah, I me neither. Think so. <laughs> I think I collected my thoughts. Of, yeah, I read that. Such an amazing out of the three. I think this is the easiest one. <laughs> yeah. Full of amazing adventures, new characters, multiple locations. Yes, this is all true for the other two books, but still, we don't really... <laughs> Ezra's doing hand motions. But still, we don't really feel in Fellowship of the Ring that we are heading for the apocalypse or mm-hmm. walking to Mount Doom. You're right. Yeah. We're kind of removed from that. And technically, we are not, at least not until... Around council, my five favorite moments from Fellowship of the Ring. Cool, we got a top five here. Where's David Letterman when you need him? <laughs> five, number five, meeting with Strider at the Prancing Pony. God, I wish I could erase the plot of Fellowship of the Ring from my head and feel that excitement again over the scene and the shady, suspicious man as I felt when my mom first read it to me. Wow, you're yes. right. Wow, you're right. And for me, it was the film, right? And that first moment, I'm like, who is this? scraggly young man right yeah number four Tom Bombadil's house I know we won't have the answer ever but I still love to think that Tom is Iluvatar himself enjoying his creation that sounds a lot that does sound a lot like you as okay so I hadn't read this before she read enjoying his creation Arda with Goldberry the embodied mother nature that's awesome okay so maybe you guys are pretty similar number three Glorfindel saves the day. Excellent. Number two, Elrond. Who's Glorfindel? Number two, Elrond's council. Diving deep into this adventure, things are getting serious. But I really love how we get to know more of the history of the ring. Mm. And number one, could have guessed this with her. She really like. Yep, love loves this. Lothlorien. I can't help myself. I just had to read these chapters over and over again. So beautiful, especially if you dig deeper into Galadriel and Celeborn's story. She goes on to say. Also, as I think about Tolkien's world more, I realize that here there is no beauty, no love, and happiness without deep sadness. The mm-hmm. two kind of go hand in hand. She's right. It first comes truly clear when Frodo and Sam meets with Gildor's company. Whatever happens with the ring, the elves leave Middle-earth, and they are taking away so much beauty and wisdom. This fact gives the whole world a very melancholic feel. Yeah. Wow. It's, that's a really Lovely. good point, because uh, the world is changing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a new age is coming, you know? A new power is rising! There. Yep. Saruman. To war! My mom loves that part every time. Really? Chris really delivers that. She dies laughing. Okay. It's just so operatic. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then Grimo's tear. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I you think. You were saying? I was, I was saying that I agree with Luca um, quite a bit, actually, and mm-hmm. a lot of her points. And uh, uh, it, it does have that, uh, with, with the elves leaving, you just, you're sort of just like, but there's so much going on here. How yeah. can they be leaving at this time? Right. And. It ain't my fight, kid. Yeah, it's just it's just very yeah. yeah it's very different, especially with all that history there. I know. You know, you you would you, you kind of feel like, especially when you get to Lothlorien, you, and uh, Sam kind of realizes how much they love uh, the trees, mm-hmm. the same way that that uh, he loves his hobbit mm-hmm. hole. Yeah, you know, and, and it's sort of like yeah, and they want to leave. They feel this pull. They they yeah. feel drawn away yeah. from their home. Yeah, you know. And uh, then you got Haldir who says, "I'd rather not." Yeah, rather not leave. Right. I yeah. could stay here. Yeah, something yeah. else. Jessica had a reply to that. She says, oh my gosh, as one word, Luca, this is one of my favorite things about the series. If you want a podcast recommendation, Corey Olson, a.k.a. the Tolkien Professor, yeah. who uh, we love. Uh, he's fantastic, a freaking genius. Does an awesome one called Tolkien Chat 3, Elizabeth Bateman, where they talk about the power of tragedy in Tolkien's works. It's deep and beautiful and well worth the listen. Yeah, if you want to go to Tolkien School, Go check out Corey. He's amazing. Um, as you listen to that well, podcast I w- regularly, if I we're had hoping a little, to chat with him soon, honestly, we're, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna give him a call and say, just come on and give us a give us give us a lesson, sir. Right. Um, yeah, I've only listened a couple times uh, because humble I, guy. Yes, very humble. That's yes, why I that's, like him. He's just a, I, I've seen a couple of videos of his. And I, I love his delivery. I think actually you showed me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very respectful. Uh, very down to earth. It's like <laughs> okay, yeah. He is the offspring of a hobbit and an elf. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right, he is. Yeah. Good call. I like it. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on here. Yeah. Uh, Tara Lynn. Um, oh, okay. Actually, we, so that was just a repost there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. We had the some thread you, on both yes, spots. Yes. And some of you got it in both places. So, thank you very much. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one. Uh, what's Who's next here? Is it Eric? With Eric. Yep. Okay. Um, Eric. Um, let's see. Uh, on here. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right. Uh, just caught up on the episodes. Uh, thanks for keeping uh, the Tolkien spirit alive and well uh, and for giving me something to do when I am procrastinating from work. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> me too. Glad we get up. My favorite parts of the Fellowship of the Ring would have to be the first uh, few chapters, particularly the part uh, where they are talking about uh, normal everyday life in the Shire. Uh, it's something that is unfortunately missed from a lot of the uh, fantasy books, uh, which tend to focus more on big events and important details mm-hmm. rather than the day-to-day uh, minutia. Minutia is beautiful. Yeah, uh, I would love to at least, um, uh, I would love at least another couple chapters detailing the time between Bilbo leaving yeah. and Gandalf returning to the yeah, Shire. I know. Yeah, good point. Um, what's the talk of the Green Dragon? Well, you know what? You can turn to the new uh, most recent. Uh, Bywater post. post. We got some stuff going on there. You uh, know, that's Eric would would be on my side. I think he wants to see a, a you know a Downton Abbey version of the Shire. Absolutely, let's bring it. Let's you the know more what? I let's think make about it, it happen. Yeah, the more I think about it, I, you know, what we could put on our own here in the group. You know, oh my gosh, back and forth conversation. Some uh, the dream begins, yeah, guys. That's fantastic. Okay, um, so yeah, what's going on there at the Green Dragon? Is Sam? Um, you know, uh, Mackin on Rosie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are the SBs, uh, still, still huge SOBs. Yes. Uh, is everyone still discussing Bilbo's party and disappearance? Um, what's the gaffer up to, uh, the simplicity of, uh, 
the hobbits and the peacefulness uh, of the Shire is what initially drew me into Lord of the Rings, and I love revisiting it through these chapters. Uh, it makes me want to just have a mug of ale in my hand and uh, my feet up, um, you know, uh, uh, after a hard day's uh, work. So, uh, only I've never done a hard day's work. <laughs> Just to clarify, I uh, can't wait for the next part of the adventure uh, as we start to towers. So um, that is awesome. So, yeah. And so, I mean, I guess I already kind of said this, but um, we, we need the show. We need the show because I want to yeah. know what happens too. For sure. I, I love the, I love the mundanity of the Shire. You know, there you go. I've said, I've never said it before guys. Okay. Now, never. you know. I love the simplicity. I love. I would love to see Sam Mackin on Rosie. Yeah. I'd love to see the failed attempts. Attempts. <laughs> I'd love to see him getting shut down and being like, "Oh, Mr. Frodo, I don't know if I'll ever get a date with her." And then you know, yeah, ending up getting married, man. Yeah. Or was he? He thinks he's getting shut down. Right. But she's, really just, she's yeah. just playing the game. Right. Because Sam Eric, wouldn't. Sam yeah. wouldn't pick up on it. Yeah, Eric. That's great. Thank you that's, for that's uh, awesome, tickling man. my shirebone. <laughs> No kidding. Um, uh, sorry. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move on here. We've got uh, Jessica. Uh, yep. We've read some of her uh, replies there earlier, um, but uh, now we're, we're talking favorite uh, chapters: um, the Shadow of the Past, the Council of Elrond, uh, the Bridge of Khazad-dûm, and Lothlorien. I like how she has like categories here: favorite yeah. chapters, favorite characters. Cool. Right. Yeah. So favorite characters: uh, Sam, Gandalf, Strider, uh, and Galadriel. Cool. Um, Oddly enough, one of my favorite character descriptions in the whole book um, is oh. of Farmer Maggot. Wow. Uh, Tom, Bombadil, Tom Bombadil says, uh, There's earth under his old feet uh, and clay on his fingers, wisdom in his bones, and both his eyes are open. Wow. I don't know why, but this line has always struck a chord with me. You know, I mean, must have missed that one. That's beautiful. I no, I I remember him talking no, about. No, you don't uh, remember. You remember. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Why don't you just <laughs> shut me down? Uh, I remember him talking about Farmer Maggot. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I actually believe I don't know that we mentioned this. Um, description. I actually think back when we were doing that chapter, Jessica was one of the people who I, I feel like I've read this before because she pointed it out. Yeah. During well, he uh, talks about how he's re-read. wiser than most people give him credit for, right? Yeah. That Farmer Maggot more knows more than than the hobbits realize. Yeah. 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 So, I missed that that nice little that that's, that's beautiful, an awesome awesome description. description. Yeah, um, this might be skipping ahead uh, a little bit. Spoiler, uh, but I love the interaction in many meetings between uh, Arwen and Frodo when they see each other across the room, and uh, the light of her eyes fell on him from afar and pierced his heart. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I just feel like this uh, is noteworthy because at the end of the story, Arwen gives Frodo her uh, white gem to help him. Um, with the uh, PTSD-like memories from the journey. Mm. Um, wow. I, I like the parallel of her gaze looking into his heart before the fellowship wow. is formed, uh, and then her gift helping him uh, with his Jeez. troubled heart. Yeah, after the quest. <whistles> yeah, pretty neat. Um, I also really like the part in the uh, mirror of, of uh, Gladriel uh, when, when uh, Celeborn is uh, being rude to Gimli, and Gladriel kind of puts him in his place. Um <laughs> You know, uh, he apologizes to Gimli and then makes, uh, and it makes me laugh every time. Gladriel is truly a queen. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Um, yeah. 
uh, during this reread, I really thought a lot about the idea of coincidence versus fate. Mm. There are a lot of points in the story where uh, things just happen to work out. The Hobbit's barely uh, missing the Black Riders mm-hmm. in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strider just happened to see the Hobbits uh, leave the Barrow Downs with Bombadil. Uh, right. Oh, forget yeah. about that, don't you? Holy crap, right? yes. Don't forget about that. Uh, Fr- uh, Frodo wearing uh, Mithril. What and, a cool uh, movie moment that would have been, too. Yeah. All yeah. the ways you could have done that. For sure, for sure. Uh, and being the only one uh, to be hit by an arrow when the orcs attack there you go. Uh, them, you know. Uh, and uh, Tolkien uh, talks a lot about Bilbo being uh, lucky in The Hobbit. Uh, so this is the same uh, luck Frodo has, or is this the same luck Frodo has in Lord of the Rings? Uh, That's a good question. Luck or fate. Yeah, right. Um, well, we've been talking about the dreams a, like, uh, you know, a lot. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What, what, who, who's... Uh, like these forces, this unseen force that's kind of imposing its will. Um, or could it uh, even be seen as divine um, intervention uh, from the Valar? Uh, me equal mind blown. She says, join the uh, club. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. So uh, with the help of Lane and Ez, um, I also uh, paid more attention to the dreams the hobbits have, especially Frodo during this reread too. Uh, like I mentioned above, I wonder if this could be uh, the Valar helping. Did you him. read ahead? No, I did not. Wow. I have not read this, I swear to you. So uh, You Je- and Jessica are very similar. Jessica's uh, wonderful, so we're just thinking the, the same way here. Um, so it could be them helping uh, the hobbits along the way. Um, Irmo is the Vala uh, of dreams and visions, so maybe his uh, he's responsible for all of these hmm. uh, prophetic dreams. Yeah, sure. Uh, which is neat to kind of go back, and if you look at the descriptions at the beginning of the Silmarillion, you can get a lot of uh, you know um, intel on... You know who it could be that is uh, influencing these different characters, mm-hmm. or okay. you know, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of uh, attach it to um, one of the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Valar. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I also think this might be a tie-in with the gift of foresight. Uh, some of the characters have the power of Gladriel's mirror and the visions uh, Frodo uh, has on Amundsen. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Okay, um, those are awesome thoughts. That's my thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, just incredible. she always has really good thoughts, and I, I yeah. I, I love uh, I love reading, um, you oh, especially know. that concept about Arwen and Frodo. Yeah. Jeezy cow. We had the, the, wow, the description. Amazing. I mean, again, of, of, of Farmer Maggot, you know, a character that we spent a little bit of time on and really thought about that, uh-huh. that friendship and that history, uh, making connections to our own life, and then the fact that and we pretty, did that before uh, we had even run into Tom Bombadil. You know what? I think I drafted Farmer Maggot in my fellowship. So suck it. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Right, Sorry well. for the harshness of that S. Yeah. It was really did, did you say, did I really? Yeah. Or, oh, you tried to, no, no, no. you tried to scrub that from your memory because I, what? I, I whooped up on yo a boy. We, uh, I think we had a vote on this. Yeah. But, All I know is I wish there was fantasy fellowship because I'd be raking up points. Okay. R- raking up points. Right. Yeah. In your dreams. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Okay. Jessica, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, let's go to Tara. Uh, she's saying in response to your question about coincidence versus fate, I think that personal connections and ties have significant influences on these events. It wasn't merely luck that Frodo set out on his journey when he did. He determined that he would leave on Bilbo's birthday out of love and sentimentality. And he was wearing Mithril when he was struck with an arrow because Bilbo gave it to him out of hope for his protection. And Bilbo had it because Thorin had gifted it to him. I like the concept of something beyond luck shaping events, but uh, rather than a powerful Vala, I think that simple love and friendship 
have some of the greatest effects in these stories. Truly, even the smallest person can change the course of the future. And Jessica said beautifully stated. Yeah, and it's, it's just cool. So yeah, and that's also tied into the whole butterfly effect thing too, right? One thing happens, so something else happens, so something else happens, and, and then that happens because of that. It's interesting. It's interesting how they, they, they almost kind of blur together sometimes, yeah. I think. I think coincidence and fate and then even just actions out of love, it's hard to discern what, what really is is what well i think so. that's that's the point i mean and uh, oh in, thanks in okay. the film no you're doing wonderful uh <laughs> i think that's the point but that's the point uh gandalf, welcome to club gandalf says it in the films right oftentimes you know talking about um you know friendship and and the power that it has in love and and how uh it's in these small things you know and in small mm-hmm. beings sometimes mm-hmm. that you know uh these great deeds and uh things can be done mm-hmm. so uh yeah yeah pretty neat uh and it's also pretty neat to see you know like uh, you know, Jessica had some amazing thoughts there and then Tara takes this, you know, um, adds a little, you know, uh, her own take and, and spin on it. And it's just, it's awesome. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Evolution of thought. It's fantastic. So, yeah. um, is that, is that it? Is that all the comments there? Yeah. I think that's it, right? Yep. That's it. Wow. That was awesome guys. You, uh, you really, you really filled up that, uh, the threads just kept coming out of the spool. Yeah. Yeah. Spool overrunneth. So thank you for all those ideas and thoughts and takeaways and favorites. That was that was a lot of fun. Well, and, a lot of fun. and we really wanted a chance. I think maybe we'll. Well, I, I think we're going to continue with this format after two towers. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Right? I yes. mean, uh, yes. it's it's been our our intention uh, to, you know, uh, we plan on on doing this for years to come, and and we love getting your feedback and creating that community. So yeah. uh, what better way to do that than to actually read some of your yeah. you know thoughts on this book. Um, you know, after we've, we've, we've read them along the way, uh, but to have like a nice, just sit down, uh, sort of our own counsel, uh, to kind of think back on, on what's happened. Absolutely. So, Never really a bad neat. thing to reflect. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a little quick segment, uh, going over the party details. And also we're going to talk about those t-shirts. Okay. And give you some more details about t-shirts to come. So oh this yeah. Is the part right. where we're, you know, things that were, you this know, is actually kind the of book, a- things that are, you know, today reading through the your comments and things and that some things that will yeah you know, have not yet come to pass and will never come to pass <laughs> well that's another one that's, is it is it Ooh, daddy i don't know uh, so the party details obviously it's going to be sat <laughs> saturday september 22nd which is well if you're listening to this on sunday less than a week my friend right uh we're going to kick things off at uh 2 p.m we're going to be right here in the shire of america the beautiful village of amanda yep few of you are staying right across the street. That's so fantastic. At the Dumford House, uh, which is a, a bed Please and breakfast. Please let me come look around. I just want to go in that. I in that uh... So I'm not going to go in because I think that would just be weird. I live across the street. Yeah. I guess I could. I don't <laughs> you know. You could, yeah. Sarah is friends with Anna, who is the um, uh, the lady who, who owns the Dumford. And um, I've always been so fascinated with what the inside looks like. Because yeah. part of it's really old like ours, and it looks a lot like ours. And I think the structure is paralleled, but then sh- there's a, this whole addition on the back, dude. Really? And I really want to know the setup. I want to know how the. I can't even. I can't even see in. I, I try to look in all the time. All right. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't understand how the stairs work. I don't know right. what's in the rooms. I want to know so bad. So yeah, you guys can be our spies. Are there oiled lamps over there? Like, what's going on? I don't know. That that is pretty standard bed and breakfast uh, decor though usually oil lamp and then you just you know, oh, okay. catch your pillow on fire sorry um, okay. so so anyway um, kicking off at 2 o'clock yep uh, we are gonna have afternoon tea 
dinner, and supper. We're also having a uh, potato competition where you bring your favorite potato dish. Yep. That will kind of be our uh, dinner meal. We're mm-hmm. going to, as and I are going to go through, we're going to rank the uh, the potato dishes, taste yep. test them, and then everyone's going to kind of partake and we'll be all full of carbs like a good hobbit should. Awesome. Uh, actually, uh, afternoon tea. It will be legit tea. We'll have some tea and then we'll have a little cucumber sandwiches. And uh, supper, man, it's going to be an all-out bash. We're going to have meats. We're going to have veggies from Sam Wise's garden. We're going to have uh, all kinds of goodies and morsels and, and pack it on. Maybe some seed cake. I don't I don't even know yet, guys. All right. Uh, also, though, if you want to bring a dish, you're more than welcome. Uh, Mike Charles, I believe, said he's, he's going to be bringing something, too. If you want to bring food, um, that way we, we don't have to spend the entire time cooking, which is fine, but bring something if you like. Yeah. And then we're going to have a, a big, uh, big birthday cake. Uh, a la um, Bilbo's cake himself and, yep. and have mm-hmm. a little spe- special presentation. Uh, Ezra kind of hinted there that there's going to be a uh, an interactive character from the stories. Yes, that's so exciting. There will be a character from this book at this party. I think some folks are dressing up too. Some, um... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. If you want to dress up in a costume, go for it. You want a Lord of the Rings t-shirt, you want to come and whatever. Yeah, I talked to a friend... No uh, David on the way down here and he was like, do I have to dress up? I'm like, no, most people hey. would probably just be in t-shirts and stuff, yeah. but we'll have some people uh, dressed up for sure. And it really, it's just a, you know, come at, be comfortable. I yes. think the whole We're point of, fun. of, uh, being in the Shire is comfort. You absolutely. Know? So absolutely. It's not going to be anything fancy guys. It's going to be good old fashioned gathering. Yeah. We're going to have some, We're gonna uh, talk for a long time. We're gonna oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talk. That's right. We're going to have uh, we'll have a fire later on. Uh, if it gets dark enough, people are still hanging around. We're going to throw the uh, movie up on the projector on the garage. Uh, we'll we'll have some cornhole going. We might have some uh, some croquet or some golfing ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, all all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, we'll have you know little activities to keep us going all day long. Might even have some uh, Tolkien trivia. Yeah. And of course, we're going to have the mics out. And I think we're going to. You got a camera you're bringing too, right? Yes. We're going to capture yeah. the festivities on. On uh, on video so that we can share them with everyone. We'll either upload it to YouTube or put it on the group page, something so that in a way you right. can all have. We'll have also been do there. some some Facebook Live stuff, maybe some Q and A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we'll absolutely. do some Q and A. So look yeah. for us to go live on Facebook, um, and uh, you know, hop on there, and we can um, you know possibly do some answer some questions or introduce yeah. some people. You know, talk to some uh, different uppers who are, who are going to be there. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, is that about it? Cover yeah, I, for for the party details, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, talk about I, the t-shirts. I, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the t-shirts, and then we can kind of uh, uh, move on. I'm real excited for the party, though. Um, yes. So we had some. This kind of came up unexpectedly, as as things do. Uh, it's a recurring I, theme. Well, and, and I do. You know, um, everyone who's listening, you know, our, our uppers, our book club, everyone, uh, please know that you know, Lane and I. This is an evolution for us, and this thing has just evolved. And uh, we have new listeners every day, and it's fantastic. And we love everybody who comes in and and partakes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it. Uh, s- someone had mentioned that it is a positive place, positivity. I've always said to Lane, you know, um, we reward we reward positivity with positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I, I love it. But uh, we don't always know exactly uh, how these things are going to unfold. So yeah. like like we. We have good intentions and in everything that we do, I, I believe. Um, but uh, so we we set off with the shirts, right? We mm-hmm. we people are getting their shirts. Uh, yeah. So you're listening to this on on Sunday. I think they came out on Friday, which which worked out. We're well, here in the states. Yeah, uh, came out on uh, 
people were getting them Friday, Friday and they were posting yeah. them and stuff. And I was like, that is amazing. So I didn't cool. even you really you necessarily plan, plan for that <laughs> yeah. to happen. So yeah. that is super cool. Uh, internationally, uh, it may not have been Friday. <laughs> you yeah. may still be waiting yeah. on your shirt. That's it's actually, right. but it, they are in the mail. Yep. Um, so yeah, now we've had some awesome feedback. People like the shirt. It looks good. We like it. Feels good, etc. cetera. Uh, it's sort of the shirt. It's the podcast flagship shirt. shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so we have people who want to buy those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just full disclosure, full trans, full transparency here. Yeah. Uh, someone had mentioned, you know, hey, maybe you guys make a shirt that kind of, you know, um, is, is a, not, I think it was Philip, wasn't it? I think it was Phil. I think, yeah, had mentioned that like this is one that's exclusive you know, uh, right now. And then, you know, uh, maybe we, we make something else that we could kind of post for people to buy. Well, you know, the issue with that is that like, we love this shirt so much. Right. I mean, we actually really like, and we, you know, your relationship with Rob and the way in which we got yeah. it designed to the new logos. We yep. just we love it. It's, yep. it's so it's amazing. Cool. And so we do want people to be able to, you know, have access to that. Now, those are our patrons, people who have signed up and like, you know, um, have gotten that, that, that shirt, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's supposed to be something kind of exclusive there. Right. So, uh, Lane and his brilliance sort of thought of, uh, a, a way for us to kind of, uh, keep, keep things exclusive on Patreon, but then also open the door for people to buy, uh, a t-shirt to support, you know, cause it's awesome. You guys get to wear the shirt. You, you, I mean, you're supporting us and it's, um, it's just neat. Uh, all around. I think it's neat to, I love, I have a couple of shirts from different podcasts that I listen to and it's just, it's just cool. I don't know. It's yeah. something that there, there's not a lot of them. It's like you feel like you have this shirt that like it's not well, it's not like we're going and buying it at Kohl's or, right. you know, some other store. You know, it's like it, there's not very many of them. There's out sentimental there, so. value to it. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, cool, it's right? It's like uh, it's like your I don't know. I think about rugby. I wear rugby shirts all the time. Right. It's like your uh, it's like your podcast kit. You yeah. know, it's like the, yeah. the shirt that you wear. Your It's your team shirt kind of a deal. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we both came up with this idea. I don't really give me all this credit for. We both came up with this idea. So. Um, you want to go ahead and share that? You, no, you go, you go ahead. Well I, well, I think what we just talked about doing is we want to we want to both. We understand that everyone can't do <laughs> Patreon. We we understand that. Oh, we, totally. we want to be yeah. sensitive to that too. So, but we don't. We we also want to respect our our patrons as having um, you know access to exclusive uh, t shirts. So yeah. what we decided with what we thought is most fair is uh, this first shirt is going to be like our flagship shirt. So that went out to you patrons and uh, a lot of you got it uh, on Friday. Um, that one, uh, since it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty standard. That's like our, that, that, that is going to be like our flagship flagship shirt for the podcast. That one that you received, um, we're also going to open that design up to anyone in the podcast. So if you want to order a shirt, that will be the design that's available to you. It's classic. It's bold. It has all our information on it. Mm-hmm. It's our club shirt. That's that's for all of us, made by all of us. Uh, but on Patreon, what we're going to do is every six months, I think it's July and December, you said, right? Yeah. Is that when the, mm-hmm. for, for um, Elvin level patrons, yeah. there's the goodie basket that goes out. So there's several things that... Uh, that that includes, but one of the things is is a T-shirt every six months. Yeah. So what we're going to do is every six months you will get a different T-shirt. It won't be the same one every time. Obviously, it won't even be. Um, there, there are going to be there's there's going to be one other um, like variation of the podcast shirt that will come out at a date uh-huh. to be to to, to be to determined. Be, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're going to be some. The, the next one that's coming in December is going to be sick. It's going <laughs> to well, be. Sick. Uh, it's just a concept right now, but uh, we know Rob. 
and it it will be awesome. Well, I just saw you draw the concept, so, and it's absolutely unreal. So, so let's just say if you if you if you love as you're gonna love this T-shirt, and so that's you know about 25 percent of you. That's all of you. <laughs> that's all of you. Um, so that's anyway, hilarious. so and here and but here's one thing we thought about too. So say you're not able to 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 be a patron now, but in like two years something happens and you're able to jump on and and give 10 bucks a month or whatever, and you're bummed, right? Because you know. You missed all the year and a half ago. We released a shirt that you really loved, and dang it, now I'm never going to have that. Right? Well, here's the cool thing: Uh, since we're working with Rob, uh, we'll continue to work with Rob at uh, Rugby Athletic and MA Apparel in uh, Minnesota. Um, Forgot the name of the state for a second. Uh, He will have all of our designs there, yeah, in a bank. Okay, and um, I don't know how frequently we'll do it, but. Every few rotations on those on those shirt uh, creations, we're gonna have like a lucky dip thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really a lucky dip. It's gonna be like a blast from the past. It's gonna be give you a chance to go back and um, say, okay, of all of the t-shirt designs that have been, you pick one. Yeah, pick, pick yeah. one, uh, and that way um, you can make up for lost time. So, say you get in and you there was an awesome design that that you saw that was from a year ago, you're able to get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. b- because basically what Lane is saying is that like every re- every t-shirt release is going to be exclusive. Yes. So, you know, um, once we run the, the, the December shirts. We have like 20 ideas. So Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, we're thinking about really turning this up a notch because we have so many ideas. Um, so, so hear me out here for a second. Oh, yeah, that's the other aspect. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, yeah. we got we got to write this down somewhere. Uh, here it is. Here it is. But we'll, we'll come back to it later. So we're kind of rambling through it. But um, so if you are in that ten dollar tier, then every um, you know uh, t shirt release, which will be coming up here in December, once you know you have to get in by a certain time. I'll do like a last call. Like anybody who wants in, uh, you know, t- yeah, now's the time to kind of jump in if you want to get that shirt by December because we have to place the order ahead of time and. You know, if you get in before, you know, I'll say like, I need to know by midnight and then the next day I'm placing the order. Um, once you're in and we get all the, the, the numbers right there, we order that shirt and it's done. Yeah. yeah. It's done. Yeah. Uh, except for what Lena just said is that like at some point, which we're not going to announce, we might do like a, you can go back and pick one that you might've missed or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming up to December, you get in at December. You're like, well, I missed that shirt. There'll be a time where we can maybe come back and get that. But it's something that's exclusive for people who have been in there and they've been supporting the show for, you know, a long time. And honestly, we want to make that worth their while. Now, if you are one of the 35 or uh, 36, I think, um, patrons who just got a shirt from us Uh and uh, you're like, well, wait, now you're going to, you know, sell uh, our shirt, you know, elsewhere. uh, Lane and I are sending you something. So... You know, um, I think that I think that's fair. I think we need to go back and 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 and, and do that the right way. So we have a, something that we, that we want to send you, even if you hop out now and you're kind of like, I'm good. You know, um, that's on us, you know, because I want to make sure that we do right by you guys. And so I've got something, you know, a little something planned uh, that we want to send you. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. So Lane's looking at me like, what, really? What yeah, we that? talked about it earlier in the kitchen. We also, cool. <laughs> we also talked about uh, creating, so I mean, we're talking about t-shirts a lot. I guess another thing we could do too is, you know, maybe it's not a t-shirt this time around. Maybe it's a mug or something. But we have a lot of designs that we can put on put on things. Right? Yeah. We're saying t-shirts because we have a lot of t-shirt ideas, but eventually it might be something different. Anyway, we also have this idea for dropping uh, just surprise t-shirt orders. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe in three and a half months we. Oh, we, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We've got a little design, and and it's open for anyone. If you want to order, you PayPal us money. Um, we put you in the system. We get it shipped to you. Boom, it's there. Yeah. And we have a way actually to ship through through Rob himself. Yeah. So that's something that we can uh, give to him. He knows how to do that quicker than us anyway, and he can handle it real real smooth. And so anyway, a lot of cool goodies coming. I know to this point it's been kind of kind of slow to be able, we want you to be able to rep the book club man it's exciting like yeah, we do yeah um I, I i've had had to take some sick time recently so i've missed like casual friday but uh i can't wait to wear mine on on friday that yeah that, uh that up talking tolkien shirt i'm really excited about it show it off and and uh it's a cool conversation piece too so anyway more of that stuff is coming uh more swag for for uh for patrons but also some opportunities for just any one of the book club, obviously. So. Yeah, and, and one last thing I want to mention too, if you're if you've heard all that, and you're kind of like, wow, geez, I gotta go. I I get into the ten dollar tier, and I've got to wait, whatever. We have instant things that we send out to you, like yeah, uh, the newsletter, a pen. Uh, we have instant downloads that you yep. can, uh, like the episodes, the appendices. We also have instant uh, artwork possibly coming that yep. we're, that you can download instantly. So there are perks and rewards that you get right away, and then eventually um, we get you that T shirt and stuff. So, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll type all that out on Patreon. If you want more details there, I'll, I'll put like a, a real detailed explanation for you guys to, to take a look at. So cool. sorry we spent more, more. That's more time than I like to spend on that type of stuff because really, um, and that's why we, we put it at the end of the it's show. All bonus. Yeah, we put it at yeah. the end of the show because we really didn't want that to be the focal point of what we're talking about. And I, I'm done talking and, about and it. And it so. also, yeah, it, it, if it all faded away tomorrow, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, we'd, it's, we'd still be here talking about the book. It's, it's it's something we're very grateful for, but we want to make sure that that we use as much of that as possible to get to get you guys cool stuff. Yeah, that's you know the thing I mean? is that I think we we talk about being proud of the book club. We are yeah. it's so positive. Yeah. We want to rep it ourselves, and yep. we also yep. because it's not just you know our voices here. It's like we we want your voices on. You know, we want to hear Absolutely. your words. You know, read here on the podcast, and yeah, so it's all uh, we want you to have a chance to kind of rep that as well. So yeah. please understand that you know moving forward and just. You know, we appreciate all of your patience and, and kindness. Yeah. So. Well, it's on to Fortnite Farewells yeah. uh, again for, for a change. It's kind of nice. For real. Huh? This it's is a, for real. It's yeah. for real Fortnite Farewell. We want to thank you for stepping into the glade with us and reflecting in the mirror. Next week, we'll be off partying hard in the Shire. But the week after, we'll be breaking into book three, chapter one, The Departure of Boromir. <laughs> That's unreal. Um, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a fortnight. And remember, Frodo lives. All right, here you go. I'm not going to say actual lines. Here's just their voices. It's Gandalf. Here's Aragorn. Ready? Here's Frodo. Here's Samwise. Here's, uh, here's Sauron. Here's... Um, I thought you were going to do Gollum. Go ahead. Oh, here's Gollum. Here's Pippin. Here's Mary. Here's um who have I done? Here's Legolas. Here's Gimli. Here's um Gandalf the White. <laughs>
<laughs> Dude, I tell you, that's one of the best things you've ever done. That is unreal. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.